It's everyone's favorite show about all things Utah. A show where four hosts, and sometimes a guest, discuss whatever they want regarding Utah, and mostly stay on topic. It's the new Utah Podcast, with your hosts, Bree, Chris, Jeremy, and Jessica. Well, it's episode 223, and we will be joined this evening, or today on this episode, or whenever you listen to it. <laughs> Fuck, I always say this evening because it's night when we record. But anyway, we'll be joined by four guests. One guest conglomerate, maybe? I don't know. It's like a band or something. Yeah, it is actually a band. It's not like a band. They actually it are a band. It is a band. Uh, so we'll be talking to them in a little bit, uh, and we'll actually probably spend a lot of time talking about music as a whole, uh, as as uh, this is... Uh, a musically inclined state, if you will, uh, Utah. But first, first I have to tell you about the van. So uh, it was a long week last week. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but um, yesterday, uh, was it yesterday? It was yesterday. So Yeah, it was Monday. Yeah, yesterday. So I had a doctor's appointment Monday morning. Um, like first thing in the morning, like 7.50, I think. So I'm leaving the house and I see this van parked in front of my neighbor's house that I don't recognize. It's kind of like beat up old Mazda minivan, which not a big deal. The next door neighbors always have people over. They're like super Mormon-y people over all the time doing Mormon things. I don't know what to do. <laughs> but this guy that was walking up to it looked, um, I don't know, somewhere between handicapped and really fucked up on something. Um, but I was like, uh, maybe he's just handicapped and he's there for them. Because when I was leaving, they were pulling in, presumably from being gone at the gym or something. And they waved to me and I waved back and I went on my way. And well, I get back from the doctors about uh, 30 minutes later, give or take. And the van's there and there's two people in the van face down on the dashboard. What? Like not asleep, like leaning back, but like face down asleep. I'm like, okay, that's fucking weird because... They would never, like, make their, like, whoever's coming over, like, fucking stay in the van like that. That's weird. <laughs> like, well, I don't know. Just ignore it. Like, I got shit to do. I got to get to work. So, but then I go outside um, for something. We're taking something to the trash. Oh, the yeah. Trash picked it up. Because our dog was sick and shit all over the house. Nice. She did not shit all over the house. She shit in one spot by the back yeah, door trying to get out with when none of us noticed. Diarrhea by the back door. I don't think it was even the none of us noticed. I just think it was an emergent like situation. Doggy diarrhea is the worst. And it was the worst cleanup. But it was on tile, so it was really not horrible. But I was like, this is not going in any garbage in the house. It is going in the actual <laughs> outside garbage, which hopefully the garbage man hasn't picked it up yet because Monday's trash day. So I get all cleaned up. I go out there and the fucking van's still there. And I look and I'm like, oh my God, there's still, this is like, that van has been there for over two hours at this point, And these people are still, still face like down. the one is face down on the dash. The other is like where the corner is by the steering wheel between like the steering wheel and the dash, like face like, bleh. and I'm like, uh, I don't, babe, come, I'm like, come out here. Like, should I call and like get a welfare <laughs> check? Like, this is fucking weird. Cause like. One, I've never seen this van before. Two, I'm all, I'm fine with people being homeless and sleeping in their car, but I've never seen someone fall asleep like that that was sober. And I'm like, should we call? Like, I don't want to go prod them and see if they're fucking dead. Like, so I call, (laughs) I call Unified. I'm like, hey, can you guys do a welfare check for me? There's a van that's sitting like the house up from us. And I don't recognize the van as having been here. And there's 
two people in it and they're like face down on the dash. And I don't know if they're just like <laughs> pass out sleeping something off or what, but you know, can someone run a welfare check? And the guy's like, oh yeah, we can do that. So give them the plate and, and like, I don't know, it wasn't very long. Like 10 or 15 10 minutes. 10 or 15 minutes later, I hear fire truck horn. Not the, not like the sirens, but just, you know, like, the, air, like the loud air horn, right? Yeah. Twice, maybe three times. I think it was twice for sure. Cassie said she heard basement. it three. But I was in the basement and I come up and I'm like, I wonder if that's, and I come up and I look and like, sure enough, the fucking truck is right next to the minivan and it took those air horns to wake the people up. My guess is they had like knocked on the window because there were cops there too and they didn't browse. So they blew the air horn a couple times and the people woke up and then, I don't know, presumably they talked to them, checked them out, made sure they were okay and everyone drove away. That but, is so weird. Yeah, and I saw watch the dude when the dude drove away was not wearing a shirt. So not wearing a shirt at eight in the morning, passed out in front of someone's house that you don't know in a neighborhood. You're probably sleeping something off. It's just so weird because like our circle is jam packed full of cars. So I don't know if they thought they could hide amongst the cars. <laughs> they needed to go down to the bottom of the street if they were going to do that <laughs> or what. But I'm they like, that's, got a free like, car wash to stop in a circle is weird because you're either turning around or you live here. Yeah, people don't just park here. Like, so you might just park. maybe they were that level of voice did that they just. I'm get, look if you, if you're passing out in your front seat of your car with your face on your dash, you're pretty. Wasted. <laughs> That's chocolate wasted <laughs> on a Monday morning. That would be, be more than chocolate wasted. <laughs> I want to get chocolate wasted. Are you guys peeing in the pool? No. no. <laughs> I watched that twice the other day. Grown Ups is such a good movie. I love it. Uh, yeah, so other than that, though, I'm still pretty fucking tired. So our friends Sean and Vanita, who we went to Bear Lake with, um, long story short, they got stuck tiling a lot of their house, um, and they had cabinets to be put in Monday this week, and they were telling us the story while we were at Bear Lake, and Bree and Jeremy and Heather... I'm just going to leave myself out of this. It was me and Heather, and it wasn't while we were at Bear Lake. It was at Jeremy's Barbecue. Oh, that's right. It was like a, a week later or something. But uh, back to school barbecue yeah, for kids. But they're like, uh, we'll just come over Monday and help you guys tile. And they're like, really? And Yeah, we'll just come over and help you tile. I'm like, I oh, love to tile. I'll come over and mix mud and be moral support because I don't think that that many people can tile at the same time because you get an overkill once you get to a certain number of people. When we go over, and then Monday night turn into Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, Saturday. and then Saturday, Saturday for Jeremy. We, Sunday, but we were moving Cassie for Sunday. Saturday, and then Sunday we finished up the tiling and grouted the entire kitchen so that they could have their cabinets put kitchen in kitchen and dining room. But after having gone to Cedar and spent like twelve hours there, and then up late still Saturday night, like I was just fucking wiped. Yeah. Like we, poor Christy's supposed to have a call on Sunday nights for work at nine thirty. Oh God, we we got home. But like- on but on Sunday, like once we were done with everything, because we so we tiled all week. The only break that I had was Tuesday for this, and then Friday. And then Friday but Friday we put together the cat tree and we did some other things around the house. And then Saturday we moved Cass from Cedar City up here. So the only break that I'd had really was was Tuesday and then kind of Friday. And Tuesday's only a break because we record the podcast. Right. <laughs> and so um Monday night, like Chris and I are just like we're just, or Sunday night. I mean, we're just kind of zoning out after we got back because they'd fed us. And so. So we take a shower 
And we I'm didn't like, really need dinner. So when we got back, we took our shower. So we were kind of ready for bed. And like at nine, we're just like. That wasn't even nine. We were like, we're sitting there. And we're like, okay, let's try and watch Moana. Yeah, he wanted to watch I wanted Moana. to watch it. And we start watching it. And I'm like, we're both falling asleep. I'm like, should I just put the sleep timer on? She's like, yeah. Before, it was like 830. We were both out cold. <laughs> and he was supposed to have a call at 930. Yeah. I missed. totally missed it. Because I, I woke up at like 1130. I'm like, fuck, I had a call. I was supposed to be on. <laughs> oh, well. So, so I felt bad about that. Um apologize profusely it's all fine Call but we got up there. we took the dog for a walk monday morning but even last night we were we were in bed by yeah, 10 like i think i think we were already like in bed at 10 because cassie went and did something can't even remember what. oh she was hiking and i remember thinking so she'd gone on a hike with her best friend that lives here and i'm sure that they, they were just hanging out afterwards and i remember thinking she's gonna come home at like 10 15 and be like these guys are always in bed by 10 which we just we just never ever are but my guess is tonight is probably going to be this like it just last week just caught up with us and we have to move her to denver this weekend and so i think we're just gonna try and catch up on the sleep and and be ready to move her yeah it'll be easier did you guys do anything i know what jeremy did this weekend jeremy (laughs) tiled we We did we did harvest the corn the last of the corn though Uh, because we've been and you did not bring it to me it's, I'll tell you why. So oh, no. we planted it in such a way that we could harvest it over a series of weeks, mm-hmm. which kind of worked, sort of kind of worked. Uh, so we went Sunday, yeah, Sunday to do the last um, harvest mm-hmm. and the the weevils and the, 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 oh, they got into that had gotten them. So we maybe got eight usable ears out of, of the, corn. Just out of the last bed? Though? Out of the last harvest. That's that's good, though, because that means that only the one got infested. So overall, we did pretty good, and I think by by, by spreading out the planting, it did well, because a couple of years ago, if you remember, they got them all. They got the whole thing. But, yeah. but so we purposely planted like every week for like four weeks on purpose. So... Have you thought say, about moving your corn bed somewhere else? Yeah, yeah. They the, get the most sun right there. I the guess. one thing I like about those, it covers that one fence, and yeah. since we have no privacy, it helps build privacy. I do rotate those end couple of corn mm-hmm. beds, but it's the it's the little beetles that get in it. Yeah. So the chickens got about twenty or thirty years of corn, and we got between eight and ten, and a bunch of little bugs. Don't forget. Oh, and they love the bugs. You. Crack that open and all the little bugs start moving. The chickens go nuts. They love yeah, it. They love it. It's good fresh. Protein. So that's why I didn't bring any over because we just didn't. We ended up with about eight. It's a bummer. Jess, eight, ten. Jess, did you eat any uh, corn weevils? <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't eat corn weevils. I mean, the chickens like those. I don't know if you do. So no, what? I definitely did not. Oh, you went to Bear Lake that. again, didn't you? I did. We went up to Bear Lake. Uh, we left on Friday. Well, I had four cakes in a week, Fuck and me. then so after I delivered the cake on Friday, um, I went back to work for a little bit, and then we went up to Bear Lake. Uh, we ate at this place called Jack's Woodfire Pizza in Logan, and it was so amazing. And the people that worked there were so awesome. And the people at the whatever Fort Grill were like, or the Bumblebee Grill, whatever. Oh, Beehive Grill. Beehive. I don't know. If I, I've ate there I once. I know. I felt like, like I was oh, cheating you on you traitorous bitch. I, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so we got up to Bear Lake at like 10 o'clock, and we we were there with a purpose this time, not just to go up and have fun which we always do but um my friend's dad 
likes to hold on to things even when they're broken and um her mom just likes to put things on the wall wherever there's a bare spot <laughs> and so we from 10 to 2 a.m spent time throwing things away <laughs> and and cleaning and um reorganizing and then we did the same thing on saturday for about seven hours and jess will started, never be invited back to that lake house <laughs> started no it actually it's i mean there was there was a couple of battles with her dad but um her mom welcomes the change and so we started we is real themed theming the rooms and and nice. we bought a bunch of new stuff and and so we have oh, so that should make the dad happy we have we have a couple well, no so for just for an example of how her father is he built these barrel chairs one's a rocking chair and one's just a regular chair and they're uh like a um patchwork uh upholstery and they're they're really sturdy and and i think they're cool but um her mom took them to DI. I don't know when, and her dad went back and bought them back. <laughs> so if that tells you anything uh, about how he, he is, and and he work into those things, yeah. So um, <laughs> the deer came down, which was a, a huge success because <laughs> they have this like talking deer on the wall that like terrifies the oh, kids. That is awesome. It's no, it's like up close. Like I, the, like I, the fish, I, Billy the yeah, fish. Yeah, but I had never no, gotten no, up close to it and I touched it and I was like, oh, this is it awesome. was <laughs> Anyways, so watching her dad take that off the wall was like a big victory. Billy Bass. It was largemouth Billy Bass. That was that fish that talk. Dude, no she one has cares. One. Get off Billy Bass. Yeah. Anyway, so that's Get off Billy's Bass. Everyone knew what you were talking about when you said it the first time, but you were still searching for the name of the actual thing. It just popped into his head. It did. Yep. So, that's what that's what I did this weekend. We have a couple, probably a couple more weekends of of cleaning and and organizing and stuff. So, speaking of Billy Bass, you remember those bass fishing games like the old like handheld electronic ones that, that look, look like, like a, a fishing, fishing pole? pole? Yeah. My mom had so many of those fucking games. Like I played <laughs> them so much when I was a kid. Those and like the pocket poker and pocket blackjack games. <laughs> I remember those. That's why I'm good at blackjack. I nice. played a lot of blackjack. Like the tw- 21 and mm-hmm. all, just all those. Di- yeah, I remember those. And the Yahtzee one. We did good. eat at a new place up there, those actually. Were, uh, we ate at a place called Ruka's, and it, they had these little Danish pancake balls, and they were so delicious. At Bear Lake, Ruka's? Yeah, it was so good. We ate actually, at it was really peaceful. We ate at Cooper's when they were there. That was interesting. We always eat there on Sunday at Cooper's. They I thought the that best, beer was good. They're the best steak I've there. ever had is at Cooper's. I mean, they do they do a good steak. Did you have really the filet? Uh, no, I just had a ribeye because oh. I was going to have prime rib because I never eat prime rib anywhere, but they were out. They were out. So, yeah. That's what happens that's when that. you book 13 people at eight o'clock during COVID. During yes. COVID. <laughs> yes. Yep. They're like, uh, yeah, but you have to sit at two different tables. That's the mm-hmm. law. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I don't care. Kids can sit together. Yep. So. Well, technically we didn't put the kids together. We put, we put the, the adult, adult children kids together. Together. And we kept the kids at our table. It was a fun night. Uh, anyway, um. Do we have a calendar? We've got a calendar. I think it's important. It's really important that I know what Wednesday, uh, September 2nd is. There, There is a date on here that Bree's super excited about. We discovered it last week, so we'll get to that. So, Wednesday is Blueberry Popsicle Day. I've never they have seen, blueberry popsicles? never seen a blueberry popsicle. They must. Hey, should we do an update on last week? Because 
you found out what Internet Mistress Day was. Oh, yeah. We were all way Web wrong. Web Mistress. Web Mistress. Yeah, it's for women who are, who are web developers. And, and I was I was saying in our little back and forth email after you had said that, I inadvertently, like this wasn't on purpose, but I inadvertently hired an entire team of women for my, my full stack developers. Web Mistresses. And then I hired a man to tell them what to do. <laughs> Oh, that was not intentional. That was just the best candidate. Like, but the three women, like I interviewed probably, God, I don't know, because they've added a bunch before they got to me, and I interviewed probably 20 people, and I hired three women. They were probably the only three women that I interviewed, too, interestingly enough. Nice. But anyway, that's neither here nor there, so happy Webmistress Day to them. Belated. <laughs> so VJ Day. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, video like a, DJ? A video DJ. Oh. The VMA. That should have like been Martha. yesterday. Wasn't the VMA? It was on the, Sunday. So that should have been Sunday. They fucked it up. <laughs> right, right on the letter, would you, Jeremy? I'm on it. Would you Karen them for me? Yes. <laughs> I feel so bad if your name's Karen. I have an aunt, Karen. So Thursday is U.S. Bowling League Day. Those aren't happening. Crickets? Those aren't happening. <laughs> I love bowling, and I would join a league, but not during COVID. I always think of the Big Lebowski when I think of bowling leagues. Uh, Welsh Rarebit Day? Rarebit? Is that a... W-E-R-E? Rarebit? R-A-R-E-B-I-T. What? Is that like a food, a dish? Sorry, hold on, hold on. Say it again. So Welsh rarebit, R-A-R-E-B-I-T day. Welsh rarebit, I'm guessing. I'm probably saying that wrong. Yeah, Welsh rarebit is a rabbit, I think. W-R-A-E-R-A-R-E-B-I-T. Why can't you guys spell that? That was like, yeah. Like, that was it's a corruption. It was, oh. it was painful to listen so to you guys well, try and spell it, it that is, over and it over. It is Welsh rabbit is what it basically is. It's just, you know, stupid English people fucked it up. Um, you know, the people that invented the language. They fucked it up, man. They, I don't know what you want from Anyhow. Me. It's a, is it a grilled cheese? I'm trying to see what the fuck it is because there's cheese on it. But I don't know. Rabbit with cheese? Well, no. I think it's, uh, let me see what's on it. It's like some sort of sauce, I think. The Welsh rarebit is a sauce. So it's a sauce that goes on the rabbit? Uh, yeah, let's see. Like a hollandaise? Yeah, it's not quite a hollandaise. There's no cheese. It's che- er, no Welsh rarebit or Welsh rarebit. Uh, and, uh, and they just, I don't know why they, a Welsh rabbit or Welsh rarebit is a traditional British dish often associated with Welsh cuisine. Welsh rarebit. Now I get why you guys can't spell it. Yeah, Consists of a savory sauce of melted cheese and a ver- and various other ingredients served hot after being poured over slices of toasted bread. Yeah, so toast with cheese sauce. Hmm. Huh. Sounds very it, British. It actually looks pretty good. The pictures I'm seeing for Welsh rarebit look pretty good. Alton Brown did something for it, so it's got to be good. It's got to be good. It's a fucking delicious looking cheese sauce on a piece of bread. Nice. Okay, so Friday... This is your day. This is my day. Lazy mom's day. Woo! I get to be lazy all day on Friday. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> food bank day. I, hey, I went to That's the food bank. That's what you did last Friday. Last Friday, uh, I took my team and we did a service project there. Um, and I will tell you what breads mold the fastest because I found out after yep. sorting literally thousands of loaves of bread. Wow. Uh, uh, sprouts, uh, all natural with the seeds in it and anything with blueberries. They go fast. They just, I think they just don't have as much preservatives. Macadamia nut day, newspaper carrier day. Yes. Macadamia nuts. A very underappreciated nut. That I comes like from, macadamias. Comes from the islands. 
Saturday, Cheese Pizza Day, Tailgating Day, and World Beard Day. Tell, tailgating <gasps> tailgating Day makes sense because like this is like the opening of football season normally. Yeah. Normally. Not now. Should we talk about football briefly, though? Why? Football. Because you, you too? Football. <laughs> we might. We might. But yeah, we should talk about football, so what's, but what's, not uh, football. And, and National Beard Day. World Beard Day. World not just national. Day. World. Yeah. And Cheese Pizza Day. No, that's like... That's like anti-climatic cheese pizza day. Cheese pizza. It's like the most basic bitch pizza you can get. <laughs> so Sunday is coffee ice cream day. Ew. Oh, that sounds Yum. good. A jamocha. Let's go have a jamocha shake. Oh, fuck. I'd love one. You know, I actually thought about that being my next ice cream flavor, but Brie won't like it, so. You can make it. I don't have to eat it. <laughs> sounds good. Uh, and read a book day. There you go. That offsets the coffee. <laughs> well, we're going to be on a plane that day. So Monday, acorn squash day. Hmm. There you go. Which those are what are growing onto my sidewalk. Yeah, you're going to bring one over? Make sure the kids don't smash them. Yeah, cook it and bring it to me. Also, Beer Lover's Day. Mm -hmm. That's normal. (laughs) Grandma (laughs) Moses Day. Isn't every day Beer Lover's Day? It can be. Grand Mimosa Day? Grandma Moses, the artist. I thought you said about Grand Mimosas. That's what I heard. Sorry. Uh, Neither Snow Nor Rain Day. So it's the USPS Day? What is that? That Monday? Monday. Labor Day. New Hampshire Day. It's it's Labor Day. Okay. Labor Day and Salami Day. Also Labor Day. Did it say Labor Day on the calendar? The last item. Okay. Because that's like all those other things, but it's Labor Day, which is an actual holiday in this country. Uh, Tuesday's Ants on a Log Day. Yeah. Nothing like celery filled with peanut butter topped with raisins. raisins. No. Celery, peanut butter, and raisins, babe. Such a great combo. It's like a cinnamon bear with seven layer dip. It's not like a cinnamon bear at all. There's no cinnamon in that fucking shit. With seven layer dip and easy cheese. No. (laughs) Celery's gross. This is rather rather specific, but it's pediatric hematology oncology nurse day. Oncology. 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 Yeah, so that means that's uh, that's cancer. cancer kid nurse day. So the Shriners will do something for him. Bunch of cancer. Maybe Doctor Luce's wife will be. Can I tell you the Saint Jude's commercial is unfair with the really cute talking paraplegic kid. Oh, the one, the bald, the one that look, he looks like kid. a the little people kid. Yeah, he looks like a. I don't, I don't think that's just because he's a little kid. I think he's a no. little people. There's something he reminds me of. I can't think. Anyway, he's cute. But he's in like a wheelchair, and he's like, blah, 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 I'm a business guy. Yeah, he's very formal <laughs> and, and like, super cute. Fuck you, that commercial's unfair, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and to end it off, another look unlimited day. Another look? Another un- look unlimited day. I don't know exactly what that's supposed to mean, but. Hold on, I'm going to look it up. Another look unlimited Another day. look unlimited day. Another look unlimited, unlimited day. Huh. Let's see what this is. September 3rd, 2019, National Another Look Unlimited Day. National Welsh Rare Rabbit Day. So it's actually, <laughs> last year was the same as the Rare Rabbit Day. What the hell does this say? I don't... <laughs> they fucking made this up. This stupid calendar made this day up. I don't see... What is it? Let me see. Planning to throw a load of old junk away? Stop. Another Look Unlimited Day encourages you to take another look through what you're getting rid of to identify things which could be just donated to charity, given to friends, or recycled in another way. Did you skip this because you don't know what this is or you don't know how to say it? Skip what? What? Tuesday the 8th. It's ampersand day. You didn't... 
ampersand. Why did you skip ampersand? Why did you skip ampersand today? Because it's boring. I use that it's all the time. <laughs> Do you know how it was Literally developed? every day. They, it used to be part of the alphabet, and they would say amper and like an per and at the end of the alphabet and it got shortened to ampersand and that's how it came up with its name but it used to be like a different shape and then it went through all these iterations until it came up with that that particular shape it's actually very interesting it's very important it's a connectivity word there's no there's no heather and jeremy without an ampersand i was more interested in ants on a log day spell it out and it's like spell it out and with A and D. I don't understand the, why you couldn't have Jeremy and Heather without an ampersand. Because the ampersand is prettier when you spell it out. It is. The ampersand is... I use it all the time because I don't like typing. And I, this don't, has I use been, ampersand all the time. This has I even been your national it. day calendar for the week. <laughs> uh... I know we're not really doing a lot of news. I kind of want to talk about RSL, though. You it's kind hard. of have to, it's because kind of you've been talking about RSL for the last four years. And this is it's kind of probably the most major thing that's happened. Yeah, so just when you thought RSL couldn't get any crazier. Um, so this is a big deal, not just for RSL. So this all started um, last week. Last week? Yeah. So Wednesday last week was the first home game uh, for RSL. Stop rocking out to Hanson, Jeremy. I was mm, bopping. Uh, so last week was the last week was the first home game uh, of MLS's back for Real Salt Lake. They went through a lot of trouble to get everything set up. Had five thousand tickets sold in the twenty thousand some odd person stadium. So they were social distancing. You had special gates to go in and concession stands and bathrooms that were assigned to you. Um, anyway, you know, so parking I think was assigned. And and not every MLS team has allowed fans back into their stadiums. So this is a big deal for the ones that have. But Wednesday is also on the back of, if you've been living in a fucking box in a hole somewhere, um, Wednesday was a big day in sports in the U.S. So what happened about two weeks ago is a guy was shot and killed in Kennesaw, Wisconsin. Nope. Paralyzed. Oh, yeah. He's not dead. That's right. Uh, he was shot seven times in the back. He was black. Um, now, there's a lot of shit that was going on that was involved. But um, Jacob Blake was his name, uh, and in a, in in um, a turn of events after that, of course, protests erupted in Kennesaw um, because really shooting someone in the back seven times that is completely unarmed, that they know is unarmed, um, is a little excessive. Uh, so there have been protests, and there were uh, people killed in those protests by a fucking psychotic piece of shit. Um, who hopefully will go to jail for the rest of his life. Um, but regardless, the pro sporting world in the U.S. Well, on top, so when this guy did this shooting, he actually approached police oh, and they armed. Yeah. And they did nothing. In fact, there's pictures of them like asking if there's people injured and stuff like that. Um, th- like he's walking around with an automatic assault rifle slung over his shoulder. Yeah, and they-, they can shoot. A black guy but they the shoot an unarmed times. black man in the back in front of his three children who were in the car. Now, he wasn't an upstanding citizen or anything, but he also was not a threat that deserved to be shot seven times, especially in the back. Anyway, all of that aside, uh, pro sporting on Wednesday, um, stuff started to unfold as the day went past. So basically that whole week, um, most athletes weren't talking about sports. 
right? Um, you talk to a lot of the major league soccer players I've heard interviews from. They were talking about what was going on in Wisconsin and about what's going on in this country and the the pseudo revolution that's basically starting, where we are having constant protests about the mistreatment of colored people in this country, um, and. You know, most of the athletes, their head's not in the game. The, you know, Major League Soccer has a lot of black athletes. Uh, Major League Soccer for their MLS's back tournament, um, they did not play their anthems. They did not play the national anthems. Um, they instead kneeled silently around the center circle, all wearing Black Lives Matter shirts at the beginning of every game. Uh, and they have continued that, uh, in stadiums now that they're back in their home stadiums. Uh, and the first, one of the first games in Dallas, the players actually got booed for it. Um, so it's been, I kind think of they a, even had things thrown at yes, them. Yes, they did. So it's been kind of a, a hot point for teams in major league soccer and major league soccer has always been at the forefront of inclusion. They have a whole bunch of stuff before the games. They have a huge campaign about not crossing the line, whether it's homophobia, whether it's racism, they don't tolerate it in any way, shape or form. It was actually one of the first things that I noticed when uh, I first started dating Chris was the, how inclusive, um, the fans are there like we're surrounded by Mormons, gay couples, families, single people, you know, blacks, whites, like there's something everywhere just literally just around where you're sitting. You you including, can look including racists. Right, uh. right. I mean, but I mean, but I mean the sport and its fans um are are very non-judgmental. They're just everybody gets together on the platform of we love this game and we support this team. So so anyway, so you've got all these players, really their heads aren't in the game and something starts to happen. So Milwaukee, uh um a a city in Wisconsin, um in case you didn't know your geography very well, <laughs> they have an NBA team that's in the playoffs. And the NBA has been playing in this bubble in in um Florida, which is where the MLS tournament was when they came back. Uh and the NBA players actually have said, you know, MLS doing what they did with the Black Lives Matter demonstrations at the beginning of all their games was really powerful and really said something to them. And so the Milwaukee Bucks refused to take the court in a playoff game. And in solidarity, solidarity, the team they were playing refused. And the entire players association in the NBA decided to go on strike, essentially, and not play any of their games as a statement. Following them, Major League Baseball, uh, Major League Soccer had five of its six games. The players struck, including the one here in Salt Lake. And it kind of trickled down throughout any major sporting event that was going on that night. Um, and, and you have to understand, like, it wasn't something that was planned and Wednesday was executed, it kind of fell into place Wednesday as these games were supposed to happen, and everyone was like, no, let's not do it. Let's just not play. Let's use this platform that we have, which is being on the field, to make a statement. Right? Now, unfortunately for the Utah game, this literally happened 45 minutes before yeah, so, the kick. So uh, people are getting there. Again, there's a lot of precautions that were in place for people to social distance, which meant you had assigned times to arrive. So there were people that were sitting in the stands for 45 minutes, ha an hour almost, um, and the players aren't coming onto the field to warm up. And then pretty soon they're coming out with pants like jeans and stuff and Black Lives Matter shirts. And eventually the signal goes up that, hey, the game's not going to happen. So, yes, fans showed up to a game that didn't happen. 
But that's no different to me than a game that gets delayed for rain or lightning or, or COVID. gets canceled or that you couldn't show up to anyway. Um, it's unfortunate, but that's 5,000 people, um, right? And that's a small price to pay to make a big statement. And it was a big statement. Uh, Deloy Hansen, owner of Real Salt Lake, then decided the next morning that he would go on the radio. Hit one of his radio stations. So he owns Broadway Media, which owns X96 and The Arrow and a whole bunch of and ESPN, ESPN 700, 700 and a bunch of other stations. And he decides to go on the biggest station, X96, on the biggest morning show in the Valley, Radio from Hell, and have a chat with the DJs about the game time decision for the players not to play. And you can go read the transcripts. Um, you it's better to listen to it. Yeah, it's on yeah, X96. You couldn't page. initially listen to it because no. he owns Broadway Media and probably asked whoever put it up to take it down. And then being an intern fearing for their job or a producer fearing for their job probably took it down. Um, the, the radio from Hell folks basically demanded that it go back up. Um, but it was down for a while. Anyway, essentially he said... Uh, He's ashamed of the players, that they are terrible for doing this. Um, that they he stabbed feels, him in the back. Yeah, that he feels bad for the fans that showed up, um, that he, uh, he, he made a, a comment about it taking the wind out of his sails for investing in the team and trying to find players. That he was going to have to fire everybody he just hired back because he's and never s- having another game in the stadium. Well, he's not having another game this year. Right. So he wasn't okay. going, he was going to have a game, but he wasn't going to invite fans back this year right. because that could happen again. Um, so like really clearly he was upset. He, he was, was throwing off. a temper tantrum. He was throwing a temper tantrum. And um, so this, this temper tantrum goes viral because it's an owner that's basically saying my players are fucking stupid. Which is unfortunate and because everybody else's coaches, I mean, there might have been some exceptions, but most of the rest of the coaches were really standing behind their team. It's important to also note that it's our coaches stood behind our team. It was the owner, not the coaches. True. And it's important because Major League Soccer stood behind the players. Right. So Major League Soccer immediately comes out along with the National Women's Soccer League um, uh, commissioners. Both come out with statements saying, we don't condemn his words. They're not the way that we feel. We're really disappointed he said these things. That is not what we stand for. Um, that's actually against what we stand for. Um, and so on the back of this, this blows up. He comes on to ESPN 700 in the afternoon trying to walk stuff back, but doesn't actually walk anything back. He doesn't say an actual I'm sorry. Never says I'm sorry. Never really changes his stance. He's like, well, I was just, I was upset. It was the heat of the moment. I chose my words poorly, but didn't actually say, yeah, I'm with the players. They did the right thing. Um, and, And that's probably the biggest problem that he had. So on the back of that, you have The Athletic, which is a uh, really reputable sporting reporting uh, site that you have to subscribe to. So you get a lot of really good in-depth reports there, um, real sports journalism um, instead of just like, qu- you know, quick quotes and stuff like that. Uh, and they do an interview with Andy Williams, who is a uh, former player for the club. He was head scout before he was furloughed in April. He was never brought back to the team. Um, in fact, they didn't bring back most of the people they furloughed, even though soccer activity had resumed. His job doesn't require him to travel that much. He does travel to do final interviews and stuff like that with potential players, but he's mostly watching tape. So anyway, so 
Andy Williams gives an interview with The Athletic, along with a few other uh, folks from former RSL staff, other players, and, and agents around the league. And the article comes out, um, I think it was Thursday night, maybe it was Friday morning, but basically says... I think it was Thursday night. Uh, yeah, Deloy Hansen's got a track record of racial behavior, like racist behavior in the league from saying, when are we going to lynch players that are black to, uh, calling his own black players thugs to using the N word, using the N word frequently, in the, you know, in the presence of a lot of people, you know, not just, uh, so lots of stuff comes out, lots of, corroborated stories come out. It's not just one person saying this stuff. And so immediately the league then says, hey, and, and I, f- I forget to mention with the X96 stuff, they had people like Donovan Mitchell tweeting, I guess it's time for you to sell the team if this mm-hmm. is taking the wind out of your cells. Maybe I'll look into buying it. Josie Altador, who is a U.S. men's team player, says, yeah, I've got a group that's interested in buying RSL, which people kind of shrugged off. That's not a joke. He has a real investment group that really wants to buy the team. Um, so Major League Soccer then says, we're launching a full investigation, as does the the National Women's Soccer League. Uh, the club then says Deloitte Hansen is stepping away from all soccer operations until this stuff is over. Um, he's, he's going to be completely uninvolved. So this is Saturday. Uh, and then Sunday, Deloitte Hansen announces he's going to be selling the club. And now the C, the, the CBO, what's the B stand for? I don't think I've ever seen the acronym before. What? The CBO has also stepped back as well. Uh, that's the, um, the, 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 I don't know what the CBO is. The, I've never seen that until today. I was like, I don't even know what that is. And I didn't who, open the you, article. Well, so. Do you know who the name was? Um, I can let you know. Hold on. Cause I, I, I've been so busy today. Oh, oh, the chief business officer, Andy Carroll. Yes. That's I'm not surprised. He's an asshole. So chief, uh, so Andy Carroll, uh, we've actually been in meetings with him before when we had the, the whole standing issue and stuff like that. He was, he was involved in, but he's, he's Deloitte's guy and everyone at the club very clearly does not like him. Uh, and so that makes total sense that he's going to step back. He's losing his job anyway with the team. So he's, there's no way he's going to be in charge. Uh, so anyway, so that all, that's all happened over the course of like since Wednesday. Thursday to Sunday. Uh, and, and now you've got real, uh, you've got the Miller's, Talking about potentially buying the team, um, you've got the the Qualcomm guy, uh, the guy that that uh, sold Qualcomm, saying I'll buy the team. Um, so real offers from real people. They're not they're not fucking around. Um, well, and and you know to to kind of put this in perspective, MLS takes this seriously. This is what happened with Mike Pecky. Um, some people still might think it's unfair. I don't know, but when he made racial slurs. He was immediately suspended. He was immediately in... Oh, that's right. Homophobic. Um, He was immediately suspended. He was immediately investigated and and he ended up losing his position. Major Major League Soccer, because it's a single entity, does have the right to force Deloitte Hansen to sell, much like the NBA was able to force uh, Sterling out, Donald Sterling out. Um, So they probably would have been forcing him out anyway. So this way he gets to kind of go out somewhat on his own terms. Without the investigation, which could uncover stuff or just put him in an even worse light. That's what I actually think he's trying to do is trying to get in front of stuff and avoid it because he's got his hands in tons of businesses. I mean, he owns Western Governors. He owns Corner Bakery. um, Soleo. Soleo. The solar company. He owns the that waste management, Atlas Mm -hmm. Waste Management. Um 
Lots of stuff. Yeah. Like, odds are you've touched something that Deloy Hansen owns in some way, shape, or form. Um, he's, he's a big influence in here, but, but, you know, his wife tweets something about, oh, he donates $125,000 to Malawi and children. $150,000. He spent $11 million on a dime. Like, I think the perspective of it is like you giving five bucks to a homeless person on the corner. And if you want to find out more, there's there's lots of stuff. Go read RSL Soapbox, which is a, a really good um, independent blog by a lot of folks that write uh, stuff about RSL. Uh, there's some podcasts out there you can listen to that have been talking about it quite a bit. Um, the Crossbar, which is the RSL Soapbox one. Um, search for RSL Soapbox if you want to find that. And then uh, the RSL Show is another one that's been talking quite a bit about it. So if you want to find out more, um, go listen to some of that stuff. Uh, go read some articles. It's all over the fucking press. You can't miss it. It, it made it made international headlines. Um, so uh, definitely worth uh, more investigation if you're interested. And for the good that he did, it, it's it's time for um, somebody who actually cares about the players in the game and not just the business side because he's really developed that. And you know, props to him for the Harriman facility and all of that. But so I think um, we've talked a little bit. Uh, on this show about live music and music in Utah. And I think it's prudent that we spend a little bit of time today talking about some Utah specific music stuff because our guests are, are musicians. Um, they're not the only ones we've had on the show. Uh, we've had quite a few, uh, including uh, Nick Passy. Uh, we have not had their perpetual sadness yet, sadly. It's <laughs> because uh, she's so sad. Uh, and, and, uh, she's perpetually sad. <laughs> we, we've had Folk Hogan on. We've had um, Julianne Oscar. Oscar and Julie, Jeremy and I um, were talking I about that. Remember that that one guy with the glasses and he played, oh gosh. Just, Dylan? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Then we had quite a few. Like in our first year, we had. Uh, what's the, his, what's the, your buddy? What's his name? The, uh, Derek. That had the makeup on and Derek. Derek. Yes, Derek. 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 His new album just is. What's their out band too. again? Uh, which band? Well, the one that he's, he's in a bunch. I'm like he's a, yeah he's in a bunch. The one that he interviewed us with was the uh, tragic black. Tragic black. That's what I said. Um. Yeah. So I wanted to talk a little bit. So you, Utah has an alive and well thriving music scene. And, and I just want to talk about just briefly. I want to throw out some band names that are like really big bands that, that came out of Utah. Neon Trees, um, Imagine Dragons. I don't know who Fictionist is. Um, I don't know why they're on here. The Moth and the Flame actually has hit some, some recent success. Uh, King Nico, uh, is pretty big. The Brobecks, the Used. Um, there's a, t- ah, fuck, it just doesn't list them all right there, but, uh, there's been a couple big hip hop artists. Post Malone loves Utah, even though he's from Texas. He's here Agnes all the fucking Poetry time. Poetry is Utah band. Oh, and Post Malone has a house up, uh, Cottonwood Canyon. Yeah, he loves it here. Royal Bliss, uh, is a, is a fairly big name around the, the country and the world. They're from Utah. They play here a lot. Um, there's, um, I don't like to care about folk music. Donnie Marie Osmond, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I, what the, what's going on there, Jess? My mic, her microphone mic just, just fell gave down. Up. Fucking jumped out of right the thing. It just fell down and then fell out. <laughs> yeah, David Archuleta's from Utah. He was an American Idol kid. Um, you've got, uh, um, I don't remember all these people. 
Anyway, lots of lots of music. I mean, those are a bunch of big names. Oh, the Shadaisies. Um, oh, yeah. uh, How is Agnes Poetry on not on this list? I don't know. There's a bunch that oh. are on this list. Um, so I don't. Uh, I, I don't. Oh. So there are a bunch of producers as well. Um, really famous the Dixie producers. Chicks, they were from Magna. Yeah, the Shadaisies. Uh, <laughs> Did we the, already say the used? They're not. Yeah. The, they're not. They're not the Dixie Chicks anymore. Oh, though, they're, right? they're, they're, the just, they're just. They're just the, the chicks, chicks now. Because yeah. Dixie is referencing. Yeah, um, referencing Dixie. racist fuckers. Gotcha. Uh, anyway, there's so there's tons and tons of musicians. Hey, don't forget about the Tabernacle Choir. Uh, yeah, the Motab Choir is actually a actually, big group. Yeah, yeah, um, but it's not the Mormon Tabernacle Choir anymore. It's the church it's, choir. Yeah. It's the Motab. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> that's to say we have a very thriving music scene in in this this area. So a lot of people talk about San Diego or like Austin, and those are great scenes. But Utah actually has a really really good music scene for artists. Um, so and and we produce a lot of big names out of the state. Uh, some other stuff. Um, I think, uh, should we do the festivals or the venues first? Let's do the festivals. So the festivals that you cannot go to, um, because <laughs> <laughs> it's COVID. We do have a bunch of music festivals. Um, so we have, and we have a bunch of concert series too. Like you have the Twilight Concert Series up in Ogden, uh, the, that used to be in Salt Lake, um, as a different Twilight Concert Series. You have the Red Butte Garden Concert Series that they do in the summers. Um, you have, um, so there's Head for the Hills in Park City. Uh, there's an acoustic one in Moab called uh, Discover the Acoustics. There's, um, oh, the Bring Your Own Wine and Cheese to the Garden. I think that's the Red Butte Garden ones, isn't it? Yeah. That yes. they do every the, year. The Twilight Series, that's in Ogden, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Daylight Blues and Twilight Tunes in Ogden. There's Play with the Setting Sun, uh, which used to be the con- Twilight Concert Series. Oh, right, right. Um, they stopped doing that one in 2018. You have big shows, like the big X96 Big Ass Show is a really big, you know, day-long music festival. Um, lots and lots of music. It's really ingrained into the culture here and lots of lots of cool stuff. They do a bunch of shows up in Park City, too, during, like, ski season. They'll do shows up there. Uh, but in terms of shows, um, we talked a little bit about venues. Of, God, like probably a couple months when ago. Holly was here, we talked yeah. a little bit about some of them. And, and it's, I, I did see some news today that there were some bars that had dropped their liquor licenses. In fact, the state room was on here, and I think yeah. that was the one. The state they room actually one. didn't. They made it in after hours, and somebody allowed them to come in and pay their <sighs> that fine. So, so awesome. that's awesome. Because I was really afraid they're fine, the state their room. Their fee is what I meant to say. I, I, <laughs> I was really afraid the state room was going to be going out of business if they were losing their liquor license because they th- there was a, a date to renew licenses and and that's a big tough thing in this state. Um, so let's talk about some of the best venues in Utah. So the Depot uh, is a really good music. That's venue. a fun one. We saw. Oh, we see English beat. We saw English beat there. It was fun. So there's the complex, which I'm really glad that building finally got. I love that. I have had so many fun concert experiences at the complex. Well, they have so many different areas for shows. And they can have multiple shows at the same time. And I remember when that place was like a warehouse with a freight elevator that we used to throw raves in. Uh, And so I'm actually really glad to see that it's turned into something that's a a good venue. Um, The Velour in Provo, I've been to a bunch of good shows there. It's this really cool little coffee shop in, in downtown Provo. Uh, and the back area just has a a little stage. And is this where um, 
Broke. Yeah. Yeah, they played out in the Velour quite I a few love times. Broke. But the the Velour is a good one. The State Room uh, is a really cool venue uh, as well. Uh, that we talked about. Kilby Court is one that's got some national renown. It's so tiny. It's tiny. <laughs> it's so fun, though. It's, it's, you go there, and Kilby Court is, like, in the middle of a fucking neighborhood, and it's basically, like, a detached two-car garage. It's actually it's in between. It's mushed in the neighborhood between McGrew Studios and Ruby Snap. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, it's seriously, it looks like uh, uh, an old detached two-car garage mm-hmm. with a stage, and then there's, like, a fire pit outside. And a little cool courtyard, yeah. Yeah, a little courtyard with a fire pit. But it's just a really cool little venue to go see uh, people show up at. Uh, the Urban Lounge is one that, like, Nick Passy, I think, said that's his favorite venue to play at. I thought that was fun. So it's been a year, actually. While we're recording the show, really? since they we went to their show, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that's, that's so a, crazy, a cool little venue. In uh, the venue, sadly, is no more. It's getting torn down. Uh, they sold it, so that was the old bricks or club sound or whatever. Whatever but you knew it as. It was in the venue for years. It, it was a really good. I mean, this is a venue that you saw like Taking Back Sunday and Thursday and the Used and a bunch of great hip hop artists. Um, so it's kind of sad to see them go. Uh, Diabolical Records uh, was a really cool venue. We had, also we had, um, it's not on this list, but um, uh, what the fuck was the Pyramid one? Um, fuck. Deviate. Oh, yeah, Deviate. Deviate was a really cool music venue uh, to see people at. Um, the Dead Goat, if you want to go way back. When I was in college, the Dead Goat was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and actually, what was the one on the corner that always had uh, Royal Bliss at it? And, um, Port. Portocol. Portocol was actually a fun <laughs> Portocol. Portocol is a pretty good music venue. But we also have like the Saltaire, uh, uh-huh. which is a, actually a really good music venue. I've never been to Muse Music down in Provo, but I hear that's a good one as well. Um, we have really good music venues. And actually, Yusan Amphitheater is a really good amphitheater. Um, it's true. Jess doesn't think so. I like it. I'll tell you, one of my favorite shows at Yusana of all time was I went to see uh, Coldplay. There, and Coldplay. So we we were talking about this with our guests um, off the mic. Uh, and Coldplay is like when you're when you have bands. Some bands are really good recorded, but when you hear them live, they're not very good. Mm-hmm. They're just not a band that you can can do live. Coldplay, on the other hand, um, is a band that it, they sound way better live like it's it's insane how good they are live how very well polished they are but their stage show is shit right <laughs> there's some bands is it? oh that makes me so sad like one of my favorite bands of all time to to watch is uh jack's mannequin because he's all over the fucking place he's playing piano and he's dancing around he just fucking great show or um God, what the fuck? The, uh, I can't think of their red, name. The red jumpsuit apparatus is fun yeah. to watch because their um, their lead singer is all over the Shiny place. Shiny Toy too. Guns does a really good stage show. They're all over the place. They they're having a great time, but Coldplay just fucking stand there and play. So they have these huge fucking screens and like a cool light show, but the band themselves just, is just stands, stands there. there and play. They're not all over the stage, but. One of the best concerts I've ever been to was Coldplay, and I was out on the lawn in GA, just laying on a blanket, having a beer, 
listening to some of the best fucking music and just staring up at the sky. I do. That is, I do like lawn seats. Oh, another good place. To, I'm sorry if we didn't listen. I was posting on our Instagram. Um, did we mention the Sandy Amphitheater? No. I, oh, so okay. yeah. my, my friend and I were just talking about that this weekend because her and I have gone to several concerts there and it's tiny. You can bring your own food in. It like, was cooler when there was a gravel pit below it. It's a, there's a gravel pit where that Walmart and stuff is at the Sandy. To, Amphitheater. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That the was quarry. A, yeah, that was yeah. a quarry, a gravel pit. Um, anyways, that is, it's, such a it's just small you know it's it's none it's probably like in between just seats like a couple red butte and smaller than red butte bigger than kilby no it's it feels bigger than red butte i think so yeah back in the day murray Murray park has an amphitheater Mm -hmm. and back in the day they used to do concerts oh that's you know there's also there's that place there the avalon Right oh, yeah, State yeah, Street in yeah. Murray. That's a really cool little music venue. Doesn't American Fork have an amphitheater too? It's yeah, they but do they don't there? anything. <laughs> they do like the That's city where Nickelback play there. Performs. Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> we have. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you have, and we have like the Maverick Center and Vivint that that can do big arena shows. Um, yeah, but those don't sound great. And I've been to a couple concerts at Rio Tinto. Those were okay, but I don't want Did people to Did you see Paul McCartney like there? No. I don't give a shit about it. We him. saw... I saw Journey there. Yep. That, oh, that's was there? saw Journey there. Yeah, yeah. Journey was there. That was a They actually show. don't do concerts there anymore. They, the way that... The place they used to do it is where the great big screen is now, and they could take that and all the seating down, and they changed They that. couldn't take the screen down. The screen wasn't there when they did concerts. So I know. Was, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Where the big screen is now is what I said. The concerts are fucking bad for soccer fields. They're not AstroTurf. They're real grass. Mm. And they get fucked when they have... Like for the Journey concert, they put down wood, like plywood and I was going to say, they could just... That's what... They had to because otherwise people just fuck the grass That's up. what they do. The Maverick Center? Yeah, but the, the Maverick Center. Center but, but the Maverick Center has is a nice rink, right? So mm-hmm. it's a little different. It's got pipes and shit you can fuck up, though. Mm. I was trying to think if there's any other small, like, little places. We don't have, like, a gorge or, like, Red Rocks. No. Tuacon. Yeah, but they don't, cool. do, they don't ever do concerts. No. They should do concerts at Tuacon. That would be rad. And a lot of our, a lot of our little bars and clubs have good sound stages. Mm-hmm. And, and you can see a lot of really good live music at a lot of them. Metro's super awesome yeah. for con- I love going to Metro for concerts. Yeah. Um, Concerts are pretty good. Like I like Piper Down actually when they have nice bands concerts. over there. I've never been good. to Piper Down. Yeah, Piper Down's pretty good for that. So anyway, Salt Lake's got a, a really, really good music scene. Um, so I asked Don if he remembered about Anne Berlin, mm-hmm. and he said that I was sick that day, and he oh. was trying to take care of me, and then that's like that's the weird thing. But I was like, I still have no recollection of it, but he did. Well, good. So I went to Anne Berlin with you. Yes. Um, I just don't remember. <laughs> Well, this week we have with us the uh, the spirit machines. Are all four of you spirit machines? You are too. I am. Yeah. Oh, nice. Everyone. Sergio's a robot, actually. He's the oh, only one that doesn't have any ounce of soul inside of him. He's a spiritual <laughs> machine. So we have we have Sergio on the far left because I'm going to do it the right order. Before we started, Jeremy had them introduce themselves to us like counterclockwise, which is the weirdest fucking way to introduce people. Just keeping it real. But I think I got their names down. So yeah. <laughs> is that the one that's clicking? Just teasing. No. I'm just, I'm just that one that's clicking. 
They're being inappropriate with the mic. No, 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 no. We're just making fun of. <laughs> no, we're making fun of how this other chick. I was trying to figure out which which microphone's clicking. Pinky's up. It's it's this one. It's that one. It's this one. So don't don't hold it down here. Yeah, when you touch that, it makes sense. Everyone has their own technique. Can When you hold it, if you can grab right back where the cord is with your other hand. Just like, just like. No, that's a little. That's a little man. I always have to tell people how to hold it. Just gently. Just gently. Just. That's a different story. <laughs> you got that. Sometimes you have to give instructions. Uh, yeah, it's you have to be able to communicate with your band. Not everybody That's, just knows. <laughs> That's Mike, the proper communicator, right? Communication is key. Absolutely. Well, that's Dave. That's Dave. I am probably the best communicator in this band. He's Mike. Yeah, he's Mike. Yeah, I'm Mike. Oh, I fucked I'm that Dave. up. No. My, my name is on my hand. I can't ever... see your hand from here. Well, but just know that I'm like the dude with the hand tattoo. Okay. You just introduce see. yourself like that. Yeah, that's 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 very you. powerful. I don't do this for me. Dave, I know my name. So is your name Dave or David? I mean, like legally, it is the. Aforementioned, you should just but I go by Dave. It. You should just legally. Change I know, but it. like that's like I I haven't even like like filed for my like PPP forgiveness. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna <laughs> I, I'm not gonna like go through that. If, if the, his tattoo was for him, then the letters would be this. Way. That's for everyone else. It's so when he punches you. No. It, Some people see backwards when they get drunk. <laughs> Dyslexic people see down. backwards all the time. <laughs> so, and then we have uh, Pepper is the last person who yep. magically hasn't said anything other than talking about how to hold the mic properly. <laughs> did lots of talking until we started recording, and then she got quiet. I'm not very good at talking. I find it's like singing is very comfortable and fun, but then when the music stops, it's like, oh. Because you wake up in the morning, you have a lot to say. Oh, yeah, usually. <laughs> wake up and rant a bit and then mellow. So who's who's the one that stays the most sober in the evenings? Oh, that's a... Hard question. Mm. That's like the hardest question we've ever been asked. Peppers. Probably Mike. Probably Mike. Mike's been on a um, a health kick lately. That's uh, yeah. Mm. Beer is not good for health. Yeah, this is the first beer I've seen him drink. I'm like a 280 batting average. You know what I mean? It's like not too bad, but it's not like it's not like awful. Like it's I, not like a pitcher. I like stay at like the same amount each time. You guys are gonna be fired from that mic. I'm gonna switch you mics here. <laughs> I don't think. It's I don't feel mic. like I'm holding it wrong. <laughs> I think they're gonna need. I think they're gonna need. Uh, Wait, why is this mic better? Yeah. Well, just don't touch the. the no, that one's fine. Oh, that one's fine. Smart. I think it's just the cable yeah. on oh, the yeah. other mic. Oh, that's why it's being <laughs> so. That's why it's being so annoying. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is that static? Yeah. It's, and it's just me. Yeah. It was just you wobbling the mic. You You're know. good now. Now I know. You don't know how to hold it. Now steady. I know. We're not. I can share Sorry. Those we gotta probably We're need good. to upgrade those mics now. <laughs> those might those might be. Uh, Relegated to the to-go box now. <laughs> <laughs> all of our shitty equipments and stuff we take on road with us when we need to go somewhere. So all the old stuff. Oh, yeah, this is pretty. This stuff is pretty good. When Dave first moved to town, he bought like the cheapest mics. He bought six of the cheapest mics and those those kind of like headphones you get at the airport on the airplane. Yeah, the ones that just slide over your ear. <laughs> They're like six dollars. Yeah, like in actuality, yeah. those mics. So that mic right there, the one that you're holding, Pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's two others in here that are of the same ilk. Those were three for thirty, I think, on Amazon. It's oh, like ten bucks a piece. They sound good. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Those are some of our our original mic was a uh, blue snowball. If you guys have ever seen oh, one of those, I have one. I have an oops. There, that is not a good mic for a room full of people. <laughs> <laughs> we we went away from that real fast. <laughs> we went to to those, and then one of these other ones. Uh, 
Like four years ago. Wait, what are your names, though? I I know you're you're Jess, another Jess. That's Jess. I'm Chris. Chris. Jeremy. Jeremy. The people couldn't hear you say Bree, because you don't have a mic, Bree. Bree. There. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. She's the she's the big cheese. Yeah, I've taken all her stuff away, so her music's playing up there. She doesn't have a mic. She's just gonna sit here and stare at you guys now. Oh man, it's gonna awesome. be like Zoom. We like Zoom to have school. at least one person that does that though at any given time. Yeah, do you have to pay the people to come to your shows to just stare at you? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> so how did you guys how did you guys meet each other? So. I moved here from Massachusetts like two and a half years ago, uh, distraught over a divorce, and with a bunch of creative energy, met Pepper at an open mic at the Vertical Diner, which is a vegan restaurant, and I met Mike at a, uh, a jazz club at another open mic. Sergio and I met at Ice House, um, but we kind of rolled in the same social groups, so we, we partied together. We were fated to hang out. That's a good pun, actually. <laughs> you know, you get it? Like, fated? No, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you got that. All right. Um, and then Pepper and I started writing these these uh, very depressing songs. Um, but they're, they're, they're not... The, they weren't as depressing once Mike came and helped and Sergio came and helped to make them, like, classic rock bangers. Um, then we got a practice space. That's actually a storefront at a strip mall. And yeah, Sweet J. Yeah, but it's Store- called it's just Sweet Number J. But that's a <laughs> so it's just, a, a storefront in a strip mall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a defunct strip mall in West Valley that's got like a it's, nail salon and a blacked out massage parlor next door. Even it's not that even yeah. more defunct. It's even yeah yeah, yeah we mm-hmm. have a I think we have a um, a bike shop that Dave now works at yes. Suspension Syndicate and a children's daycare which which we try and be mindful we, we go around picking up the cigarette butts and well the kind of <laughs> i mean and then there's there was a nutrition store oh, yeah. that we moved into their place but they moved to the corner and now there's like two places that there's nothing it's just in there empty. and then yeah. there's like a latino amazon oh yeah 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 they proximo and they just like run a Import export yeah. business. So it's a drug front. There's one Probably. on like, something. I've seen chickens being but, transported. Like there's one of those. There's one on like 56th West and like 35th South or 30th South. That I think the same mm-hmm. thing because we ensure the building that it's in. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny because they will. They have like certain times that they they like load things out and in, but like may, we only see the the stuff come out. And it's like late or early in the morning. Yeah, always at four a.m. and we're jamming or printing shirts or something, and or just, getting back from a show. Yeah, it's yeah, like we're huffies going into like U-Hauls. <laughs> it's it's crazy for me though. This is nuts because like in Massachusetts, you can't just you can't do this. This is not possible. Have a space that's affordable. Yeah, yeah, that and then also like make really loud sounds without someone yelling at you. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we haven't been yelled at. Not once. Amazingly, well, yeah. we've been I, very loud. I mean, think about it. Like you guys are in. <gasps> <laughs> you guys are in. This is this, this is, is my daughter's cat. He's only here with us for this week. Hopefully, he has no boundaries. Yeah. Hopefully, awesome. you guys aren't allergic. No, I'm he does totally whatever the fuck person. he wants. That's good. <laughs> He's What's like, the name of the cat? That's uh, Theodore Smudge. Theo. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, so we, he's called Theo. Nice. He's our grandkitty. <laughs> daughter's here for a, a week before going to Denver, and that's uh, the present that we get while she's here. Oh, Denver. There are rivals for tonight. Why are they our rivals? Well, because the Jazz are playing in Game 7 against the, oh, the Nuggets cool. right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I don't care about basketball. <laughs> I just... I'm You're not huge, the only one. I'm a huge soccer fan, but I could give two shits about basketball. Dave's just sad because he, he doesn't usually follow basketball as closely, but there's no baseball. Dave's a big baseball I fan. I definitely and, follow basketball pretty closely. And, Red Sox. Oh, yeah. yeah, the Red Sox. and Red Sox, Celtics, all the winning teams, basically. It's, it was really easy. I lived True. in Boston for a couple of years, actually, which is sort of ties into how I met Dave because I lived there for a couple of years for school, and I just loved it. I felt... I don't know. I think that Salt Lakers and Bostonians like get along because Bostonians are like really mean, and Salt Lakers are really nice. So you know, they, it's like a yin yang. But I, I think it's the, the religious oppression that both places have. People forget that there's like the Catholic religion there is, yep. is a stronghold. It is. It That's is, true. It, it is like the Mormons here, the Catholics. It's not, but it's like oh, I don't know. Well, man. Yeah. well Dave's Dave's dad has like eleven kids, so ten. Ten. Oh, sorry. Well, I don't know. Do you know something? <laughs> <laughs> they do Catholics man rhythm method came out of the Catholic church so, so. you didn't know. you didn't know that you didn't no. know this is why you came to talk yes. did you so uh, actually you guys have heard the show before because we need to start back at, at the beginning for each of you so mm-hmm. um, what month were you born in Sergio uh, June okay so September September so uh, fall parents getting together <laughs> yep, yep. time in September <laughs> Dave what about you uh, March June. Yeah. yeah. So you were, your June. parents Summer were having sex when Sergio. Summertime. Yeah. <laughs> they were at the hospital. They were like, oh, Sergio, that's a cute baby. Let's, let's make Dave. <laughs> he got the better hair. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mike? Uh, also March. So June. So another June baby. And what about you, Pepper? June. September. Wow. That's weird. You guys <laughs> that's, have, <laughs> that's weird. It's the so it's weird. the Gemini Pisces connection. Yeah. All of all Clearly. five of my like last boyfriends were all Pisces in the same week. Whoa. <laughs> it's, wow. it's weird. And it's one of my Facebook uh you know how it has your advertising categories? That's how specific it is, is like dates, Pisces. That's it. That's what it said in my <laughs> Your mind's full of cat trees right now. <laughs> That's funny because I saw a cat tree on the side of the road. But I, but we were, I was on the way to, to get here, and Dave's keeping us on. I was like, focus, focus, focus. Wait, <laughs> can we stop and get cat that? tree? Cat tree. Yeah, cat there was tree. a cat tree on the side of the road. I really wanted it, but... Do you have a cat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have a cat, oh, Mowgli. Okay. <laughs> is he in the studio, or is he... He's, he's at home. Yeah. He's at home. But that's where we print shirts, so he's kind of part of the like the second office, or the second... Do you have him studio. sign the shirts when you print them? Like, just dump, dip his paw in? He, he <laughs> has definitely, like, like bombed some of the art. Chairman Meow approved. Yes, yes. When uh, I was making the cover art, which is like a block print... He definitely, there was, uh, um, I came back into the room and there was one that just had this whole like claw mark in it. <laughs> I was letting them dry. <laughs> That's a good print. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he, like he was a limited sticker too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we have this like amazingly effective label printer that would like when we send out things that uh, people buy like CDs. And Pepper gets a little too intense about making, uh, like, stickers, but it's like a 
one tone sticker. It kind of looks like if you photocopied your butt, but it's like <laughs> one of our faces. <laughs> yeah, it's it's super lo-fi. Yeah, it burns it. It's not ink, so it's like burning the label. Thermal. That's what's so cool is it like doesn't waste ink, so you can do whatever you want. Yeah, nice. this is how high-tech Spirit Machines has come, become. Is we have a label printer now. And lots of butts. <laughs> <laughs> And the illegal Latino store next door. Well, we don't care because they don't ask questions. That's probably why they don't say anything. I don't. I, I don't know. I'm happy about how it. legitimate it is. I mean, I'm not going to speak to that because, like, what we do at our space <laughs> is definitely is, legitimate. I, Super legitimate. But the thing is, I do believe mic. that they stole the easy up. There was an easy up, so. If we're going to place any blame on them, it's it's the... Thieves. Well, it's hard Thievery. because people just leave stuff outside of their building, and then I guess it gets taken to Mexico. And so my thing is they probably like saw the... you know Because like, there's a, definitely a pile of our junk you also have, next to it. You guys have clearly never been to Valley Fair Mall, because my guess is that's who they supply. There are so many stores in that mall that are like... Oh, clearly someone just raided a truck. It's like the Redwood Road... Uh, Swap market meat. swap meat that's yeah swap meat now that swap meat is like stolen tools like old that's where you got to buy tools. back all the stuff you've lost yeah no but this stuff looks new hmm. like i don't understand yeah that's what business. i'm saying that's why it's like valley fair mall like if you've gone to the stores in there they look legit like oh there's 30 throw rugs with wolves on them <laughs> <laughs> and there's 20 dallas cowboys hats with slight alterations that's in the so star real. that's so real i went there to buy pepper spray once, because I was like, "Where do I? Where do you buy pepper spray?" And somebody's like, "The Valley Fair Mall." Yeah, <laughs> I went there. I grew up in West Valley, actually. Um, I w- I lived right across the street from Hunter Junior High, and uh, so so going to that mall and then coming back as an adult, I was just like, "Where am I?" Because <laughs> in 1999, they were they were like zero. It was probably like me and Sergio <laughs> living so out we there. Do, we do need to back up though. We need to find out where everybody's from. So. Born here in Utah. So, so I'm. I was born in Germany. Actually, my dad. Um, military. It was a military guy living at Dugway, and so my mom met him, and three months later, like married him and moved to Germany. But I grew up most of my life in Salt Lake. And where'd you go to high school? Um, West High. So I moved from West Valley to Salt Lake and We're went not, to went to West High. Anyone? No, the West. Panther. That's there the you go. one we're the, we're the Panthers. We not, not known. That's one we haven't talked about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Though I felt like we should have been the bats. There's lots of bats at my high school. <laughs> it's on a migratory route, and so there's always, like, some sort of bats. Like, recently, actually, 30 kids had to be vaccinated for rabies because there was this giant <laughs> bat, bat attack. attack. Nice. <laughs> bat attack. So, was West pissed off that East got to do the... The high school musical crap. Um, oh, I was in that. Not, I was in that movie. Not really, because it's like West. We have our own thing. We have their our own thing going. Like, well, like East is kind of preppy. Yeah, East is kind of preppy. Like West is a little bit more like city. This is the thing. <laughs> the people that went to West were like, "Yeah, we're the West Siders," and then they went to West Valley and they're like, "Well, fuck, our school is beautiful." <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "We went to Kearns High and got Granger shot." Granger wasn't so bad. Yeah, you know what oh, school's Granger. bad. Kearns High. Kearns High, yeah. You want to get shot? You're just down the street. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. <laughs> yeah, <Mike. laughs> People, So what about, what about you? What about you, Mike? Next. What about me? Where are you from? Where are you from? Born. Oh, I was born in Salt Lake, but I grew up in Layton. 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 You can say Layton. You were born Layton. here. Yeah. That's Layton. how I prefer anyway. <laughs> Where'd you go to school? Like Layton. Um, 
I went to Adams Elementary, and then I went to North Layton Junior High, and then I went to Northridge for uh, one year, and then I switched to Davis because they had a better drumline, which is what I was doing, which was uh, Their drumline is pretty badass. Yeah. And so, you said you speaking were... from somebody that did drumline, oh, but sweet. not at Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a Viking. Sorry. Uh, is that Viewmont? Yes. Nice. We, all, we always <laughs> be Viewmont, right no matter right. what. No matter what, we kick their ass. Uh, let's American talk about Fork, you were like... American Fork yes, killed everyone because they're fucking... Nerds, it's a bunch of nerds. <laughs> That's why they beat us. So I didn't give a fuck though. I got kicked out of drum. Well, I quit, and then I got kicked out. But then they let me back. But then I quit. It was super dramatic. Sometimes you have to have the last word. I did. Yeah. Is that no, what High School Musical life. is about? Is just about you? About you quitting Drumline? It was. I'm only in that. <laughs> I'm only in that vid- movie for like one second. But actually, if you really understand the story, you do understand that it's about me. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen High School Musical. Can you believe that? Now you're gonna need to watch it. You're no. gonna need to. So Zach Efron is that a good representation of you? <laughs> that- no, 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 no. He's got better abs. Mike does. Thanks, Ron. <laughs> Zach Efron was cool, though, because uh, the director, Kenny Ortega, um, just loves drummers, I guess. So when we got there, he treated us like a fucking movie star. It was insane. Like, we got access to the movie star buffet. Like, all, we met all them and all this stuff. And This explains a lot about your attitude <laughs> moving well, forward. Just star, star power. Yeah. Well, at the end of the night, actually, we were putting away all of our stuff and, like, um, he just comes up to our group and I'm like putting my stuff away and like he's talking to my groups like in this circle and I'm like over here putting my stuff away and he's like, who's that dude? And he like points to me and then I get up and he's like, yeah, I've been watching you and actually you have a lot of like, you have an aura. That's what he told me. I have an aura and he's like, he's like, you could, uh, he told me like you could maybe be a star or something. And I was like, it's like to that, maybe I could have said anything, but I, what I said is I get that a lot. <laughs> I get that a lot. I get that a lot. So I, re- I probably like threw a- my personality now is so different. If someone told me that that to me right now, I would like, okay, what's the next thing? Okay. Thank you for the compliment. How do I like get into your world? Did he invite you back to his hotel room after that? <laughs> no, thankfully. So, See, that's the thing. Two, two things. That's the thing about this whole well, Mike did industry. Quit the fact that Kenny Ortega even told you that was incredible. Yeah. Let's be honest. No, about it changed that. my life. Absolutely changed my life. Wait, what's the second Maybe thing? Maybe in a bad way, though. Oh, the second thing is that it's incredible that he responded to Kenny Ortega that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe I regret it. But I did this email is- him like a few years later, and he, is- he hit me back up. Yeah, but that's funny. Is that why you volunteered me to to respond to Adam Jones? <laughs> yeah, although I probably should have. You probably should have. I was not. It's really hard to respond to people who like are famous. Yeah, yeah are famous. You don't really and could help you. Yeah, but yeah, it all worked out for me. I don't know if I'd know about that. Listen, if it makes you feel any better, at one time, Robert Downey Jr. sent Rami Malek an email telling him how much a fan he was, and he signed it, film icon, Robert Downey Jr., and Rami Malek deleted it because he thought it was a joke. So, there's that. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's the thing. When you're confronted with this, especially if it's never hit you before, then you don't know what to do, and you fuck it up, for the most part. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't regret that. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's awesome. I mean, maybe if you make yourself out to be like hard to get, they chase after you more. That's right. I regret <laughs> they've been hitting me up ever since. Every Disney single time that I've responded to famous people, it's it's, <laughs> it, it's never 
It's never I made Joey well. Kramer cry once. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know who these people are. He's the Aeros- keep- Aerosmith's drummer. Uh, <laughs> I was at an airport and I, I I went up to him. I was like, "Dude, you're the biggest influence of my life. Here's my CD. That, you know, you should listen to it." And he just he was like, hated that someone talked to him. <laughs> he legitimately cried. And like, that's pretty much it. He's like, I haven't had heroin life. in four days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would be Oxycontin, if anything. Yeah, well, he's not doing that crappy he stuff. Was, he was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he's not. not. He got kicked out of the band. That's probably why he was crying. Maybe. This was a long time ago. Yeah. It was like 2008. I don't know. Aerosmith's one of those bands. They just keep playing yeah. for people. Well, not right now, but normally they just keep playing for people because I think they don't know how to save money. It's because they're, <laughs> it's cause they're yeah. vampires. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, is there, have you seen Journey recently with the new singer, the New Zealand kid? I heard about no. him. No, he's like I haven't Thai, seen Thai, him. right? You know? Filipino. Filipino. Yeah. I don't know. He's yeah, yeah, from it. fucking the Pacific somewhere. East uh, Asia. Asia. East but, Asia. But he's like, so they pick him up because off of YouTube and he was like, Early twenties, like twenty, twenty-one years old. These guys are all fucking old as shit. I remember rocking out to Journey when I was a kid in like the eighties, yeah. and then they went away, and then they came back. But like, you know, their lead singer's gone, and this kid sounds just like him. But I go to a concert. It's his name, Steve Perry. Just no. for the record, it's not just it, some dude. It's well. Steve Perry. <laughs> he's just some yes. dude now. He left, and they replaced he's him. Steve Perry. Yeah. Like he's the guy that. Just a small town, like that's <laughs> don't stop believing. Yeah, yeah. Not, not anymore. That's a big the one. Asian kid sings on karaoke. <laughs> I don't no. even know the Asian kids. He sounds just like I want, him. I want to see no. that movie. It's it's going to be like Yesterday meets Spinal Tap meets uh, <laughs> Almost Famous. But you go see these guys, and it's like a bunch of like late fifties, early sixties dudes rocking out, and then this Asian kid singing, and you're like, <laughs> "What is this? This <laughs> is a gra- jerk. Whose grandkid is this?" <laughs> I have yeah, heard him on nice. YouTube. He sounds He's good. really good. What's that? It's Dave's turn. We don't even He's, know where Dave's from. He's from Boston. I grew Boston. up in uh, a town a little north of, of Boston <laughs> called, uh, it's fucking called Melrose. <laughs> and uh, you just take the orange line up there. And, uh, you know, Kenny is a kid that lived next to me. And uh, he really inspired me. Did you really grow up in Boston area, though? Yeah. I grew up in Melrose. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> the whole but thing I, was I, true. I used to have an accent. Not, not, I actually don't remember what it was like. He but. does, he actually does. It comes out when he talks to his mother. I know that, I know when he's talking to his mom on the phone because he's just Probably like, comes out when he's drinking, too. That's usually when accents show their ugly face. Not really. Not strong We've only been it. here for yeah. a couple of years, right? Natty yeah. daddy, though. Yeah, yeah I was, <laughs> I was there for, for, 30 years pretty much i lived in la for a second for school but yeah boston massachusetts yeah see when i i grew up in texas for a while and it took me like seven years to lose my accent from texas Mm. well i did radio so and boston's a big radio city and you have to get rid of your accent if you're gonna do that that means you know nick carter then What's that? I said, do you know Nick Carter, if you uh, yeah, know radio? I know Nick Carter. I mean, I was in the radio scene in Boston, so, like, I know all the BCN guys and FNX, and hey, I was on WAAF. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, like, that's a thing out there. But um, I went, I remember going to, to L.A. to meet, I met Buck Cherry when I was, like, 13, and those guys made a lot of fun of how I sounded. <laughs> so I, that was the first inkling of like, maybe you shouldn't sound like an ignorant Southie guy. Uh, and so 
I stopped. There you that. are. I yeah. almost moved to Boston when yeah. I was younger. I got a job offer out there and realized the only place I'd be able to live was like Quincy. <laughs> so I was like, no, I'm good. It's, it's pronounced Quincy. Yeah, well, it's pronounced fucking like Kearns of Boston. Yeah. So. <laughs> Kearns of Boston. I like that. Much worse, though. Like, seriously, like, I was out there for a week visiting and, like, looking at places to stay and meeting clients that are out there. And I'm like, every night watching the news and uh, fucking shooting, <laughs> shooting. They're all in the same neighborhood. I'm like, fuck, that's where I was going to live. <laughs> yeah, Quincy is a. Uh... <laughs> it's an interesting place. There is a good music scene in Quincy, though. Um, I don't know. There's just like good rock bands that play there, good bars. People drink a lot there. So yeah, yeah. yeah I played lacrosse in a Southie league with a lot of peop- uh, women from there who were just terrifying. I had to quit the league because it was too violent. <laughs> <laughs> and here, high school wow. lacrosse, women can't hit each other. I thought that was mm-hmm. the dumbest thing ever. Oh yeah, never yeah. seen a lacrosse oh. game watching some kids <laughs> well, playing. Well, that's the thing. Uh, I coached I coached a season for Brighton, actually, and I used to, as a lacrosse player, I was like, why can't we hit each other? Like, it's that, and that after being in charge of 30 uh, teenage girls with sticks, they can't, you can't let them yeah, hit each other. Yeah, but the boys the, do it. Yeah, yeah, but women won't stop. They'll murder each other. <laughs> I had to break up. I've, I haven't seen as much violence as I did when I was coaching. There was a broken back, broken jaw. It's the only wow. sport. It's the only women's sport, air quotes. <laughs> the women are allowed to, like, they wear fucking pads because they beat the shit out of each other like oh yeah it's a uh, and it's funny going because when i lived in boston I'd, i joined some leagues and i was playing and i, I was just like wow <laughs> it's like roller derby oh yeah they didn't they didn't want to wear any of the the pads or anything and uh there's like a pretty serious roller der- derby league out there yeah there's a big one here too oh, yeah. we have a really thriving roller derby scene well i don't know how thriving it is during covid but <laughs> It's about as thriving as I don't know. The, uh, yeah. You should. There's this thing called SLC Skater Babes, and like the the skate, the roller skate scene is like really budding right now. Uh, yeah, it's becoming huge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is this going to be a bunch of porno? No, it's, this, is, <laughs> this is like the most hipster thing in Salt Lake right now. I just need to know if I should go into incognito oh. mode before. Looking <laughs> at this. No, no. Oh, is that the skate, the roller skate thing skates. that uh, Joshy Soul's kind of a part of? Yeah, yeah. Moxie I've seen him girls. skating. I saw him in an ad with his roller skate on. It was an undies ad today. Nice. Anyway, jo- Joshy Soul, he's he looks good on skates. I do I'm not. Not in undies. I'm, he was not in undies. You said he was in an undies. It was, I don't know, it was an undies... Oh, it was an undies ad? Without yeah, it was an being an undies. Yeah, that's... Okay. <laughs> Church of Skating. That's a Facebook group, apparently. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what about you, Sergio? Uh, originally, I was born in uh, Orange County, California, uh, but moved out here when I was about six or seven, and raised in Salt Lake, actually. What part of Salt Lake? Uh, I was... Originally, Salt Lake City Salt itself, Lake itself, but a year in, we moved out to Sandy, and I lived out there. I uh, went to high school at uh, Itinerous Early College High School. I was the first graduating class. They, uh, Yeah, they're out in West Jordan, part of the Salt Lake Community College campus. Cool. Yeah. We didn't have a mascot. <laughs> Before you ask. Yeah, we, we were trying to like establish a pirate to be our mascot, but we but got turned down several Cyprus times. Cypress was like, fuck you, that's the only thing we have in Magnet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we got turned down hardcore. Just, just listening to you guys talk about your backstories and, and how you met, it seems that it's very serendipitous that you guys met and came together to create this band. For sure. There are a few realities that we met in. This is This isn't the only one. Yeah. But it is, there are only a few. 
Yeah, like out three. of infinite, there's well, only a few. There's like, like two or three. three. Yeah. Well, it was funny because yeah. that day that I went to the vertical diner, um, I'd been doing my kind of like solo open mic thing for about three years, just like getting small shows and that sort of thing. And that particular day, I'd gone back to the vertical diner because there had been a guy who was like living out of his van who I wanted to like, I don't know, get his number or something. I was. Does on- he have a number if he lives out of a van? That's like a really good question. I didn't know anything about him, but I wasn't going to go out that day except for I was like, man, this guy might be there. Um, and so I got there and he wasn't there. And so I was going to leave because I just was feeling like crap. And I was given, I was like, you know, you don't need to, I was like, just, just play your music and it'll be cool. And cause I was going around by myself kind of in a loner mode and Dave, Dave, uh, he, he was getting out of the divorce. I didn't know that, but he, his hair was just a mess and it was all in his face and it was like dreaded up in his face. I couldn't really see his face, but he, he like sang this song about, um, a show that he was, I guess, trying to produce or something about a sandwich that helps his roommate get women by like, I don't know, standing in during the critical moments. That's all I'll say. Um, <laughs> the critical pre-moments. Pre-moments. Uh, Sammy, the roast beef sandwich. And I was just like, who is this guy? <laughs> who is this guy? And then he followed it up with a very serious, beautiful song called Bitter Lie. And I was, he said he was from Boston. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta talk to this person. And, but he was with his friends. So we didn't talk. Um, but I don't, I don't know how, how you got, Oh, I, I usually when I'm sitting there, cause when you go to an open mic, you have to stay if you're nice and, and w- sit through and be bored. And so I, I usually sketch people. And so I'd sketched him and had with a bubble with singing the sandwich song and I showed it to him. <laughs> I thought it was sketchy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he looked kind of like an anime character, honestly. And, uh, but he took a picture of it and later messaged me on Instagram and, Usually I don't respond to messages on Instagram, honestly. I'm not very good at... I don't I don't know. But the Boston connection made me think... Uh, I don't know. Let me... this. Well, I, I brought him to this open mic in South Salt Lake that I was going to. And, you know, because I've been feeling a little vulnerable. I'd been there before. And it's in... It was like 3500 South State Street next to the... <laughs> not at the Pirate Bar. Not a bad she needs coffee. someone that was like really hot. Yeah, I needed somebody. I was like, I'm going to bring reinforcements this time. Somebody who's not just going to, you know, get stepped on. And <laughs> we we got there, and it was just like, I don't, I don't know. Dave Dave organized everyone into a band, like because they wouldn't let anyone else play. It was just like some house band who wanted to play Weezer covers. <laughs> <laughs> that was like what that open mic was, and Dave convinced him to let us on stage as a band and organized it. And I think that was like our first band i guess that we were in together <laughs> just for that night and i felt very comfortable they were gonna let us on stage it was just a matter of like we the, it was basically we all went to like play individually or like get up with other people but they were like you out like uh you know cast offs you only get three songs <laughs> so i knew that i had to like you know we had to make a band in a second and so were all four of you there at that time, or was just the two of you? Yeah, yeah, just, just the two of us. So did you have your sound established then once you met Sergio and Mike, or was it something that you guys developed together? Um, the sound of Spirit Machines is something that like was really came together when the four people that are here right now uh, came together. Um, I've had bands since high school that were, were in the vein, but like when looking back, it just wasn't like... Didn't have the right spice yet. Um, and then this happened, and it's just like, you can listen to the stuff, and it's it's like night and day. 
you know, between like it being SpaghettiOs and like Gordon Ramsay's, you know, whatever. Whatever he he makes, makes good Italian dishes. <laughs> he makes good everything, probably. Yeah, I think so. I've never had his food personally, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah. So then, when did you? When and how did you come together as the four? Restaurant. The the first time that we actually played, it's funny because we didn't come together like together. Um, because I I went to Saudi Arabia. Um, it was like the three of us were playing together and learning songs. And then, uh, and we had another guitarist at the time and, and, and then I went to Saudi Arabia and w- like right before I talked to Sergio, we talked to Sergio. And so I was gone for like almost two months. What were you doing there? I was running the world's largest bounce castle. I was supervising it what? at a festival. Like sweet. <laughs> a, ran by like the prince. Um, um not directly. One of the princes. Yeah, There's it was. Several. It was like there's a lot of princes there. Right. They, it wasn't like the guy they you have see a on lot TV. Of fucking money. Yeah, yeah. they they're doing oh, yeah. like a westernization kind of like opening up to the west. They they, in who did they have play? It was like was it Ricky Martin? Who did they invite? <laughs> it was a uh, country artist. It, it was, was a country. Toby Keith. I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Toby Keith. Toby played. Keith played for all the adults in the bounce house. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> did you sing Red, White, and Blue? I mean, so what do they do? They call you a bouncer if you're regulating a bounce house. Is that- I mean, I am a bouncer. Like, I do work door at places. Um, but I don't know. It was. It's kind of like a ship because it's like the wind could take it. It's, you could look it up. If you go bigbounceamerica.com, uh, that, that's... I lived on that that ship of a bounce ca- castle. It's a captain. Castle. You were the captain. I was not the dude. captain. You're kind of like a camp. You counselor. were the yeah. the first mate, at least. <laughs> the camp counselor. I like well, that. he had this fleet of Saudi teens that he was kind of like running, and he I was I was hearing about this drama, and that was my favorite part of of this is just hearing about all of their. They're, it was like high school musical on a bounce castle <laughs> in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Were the women in burkas? Yeah. Yes. yeah. That should be a Netflix show right It was there. amazing. It should like, be a reality the, show. The yeah, eating that, french fries from McDonald's. <laughs> I, I met this dude named Walid from Egypt, and, you know, he would be like, he, he, knew, he was one that, like, knew a little English. He's like, Dave, so when you with girl, like, so you just, you just kiss them? <laughs> and, uh, I, was, I, was, I was like, mm, mm, because I don't want to say anything. Like the, they could be listening. Oh yeah, you know. Like I, we were very scared about. You know, we don't. I, I was scared about my hair. Like I thought they might cut my hair off. No, I like, do. They like long hair. Well, but there were not like, curls though. I heard stories from the the Lebanese people that were there because the festival had happened a few years that they like years before before they started to like open up to like the progressiveness of the West. They would they had the I forget what they're called, but there's a police there that would enforce the laws and they would pull people over and beat them and and cut their hair, um, you know. And they're they're not doing this anymore. But like that is that you know about that was a, a way <laughs> of Saudi Arabia before I got there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. But we were practicing. Uh, oh yeah. So Dave was in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> He's in Saudi Arabia. Dave, Dave was in Saudi Arabia, and uh, we took um, Sergio on. Dave, Dave had another band called Spo, and his um, the drummer of that band was kind of standing in playing bass for us, just because he was just trying to get out of the house and hang out with us. He's our friend Pat, and but Pat didn't. He's not a bassist, didn't want to play bass, and. I had been, um, we, 
I don't know, Dave's in another band who would, we'd been trying to get a bassist into that band. And, uh, you know, I'd seen Sergio and we, I don't know, we'd talk. I felt like we had a lot of conversations about getting Sergio into scenic for, for a while. And then he came and jammed with us and it was like, they approached me after a scenic byway show actually. Mm-hmm. And like, do you know any bassists? I'm like, yeah, listing off all my friends in my head. Oh yeah, I can hook him up with this guy or this chick or this guy. And like, don't you play bass? I'm like, well, I did just buy a bass. Yeah, I can come play. <laughs> and that first practice it was right before Dave left. It was a scramble for me. Dave's just like, play this, play this, play this. That's I know this much. is the hardest song, but you can do it. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, he was gone for two months because it gave me a chance to like really work from the ground up and figure out where I. I could fit in. Mm-hmm. And then he came back and, oh, well, you should actually be playing this note or this note. And yeah, it was magic as soon as he got back. It was, well, you played guitar. And yeah, originally I was a guitarist. And, and uh, well, when I first met you, you were in a band called Noble Pest, and which is your band. Um, so w- when we were initially talking, it's like, you know, I don't know. We You could have played guitar in, in the band, but like we we needed a bassist to like, get going fast otherwise it was just going to be more we've waited so long we were very like we wanted to play the the three of us and you know yeah were we playing we played at the farmer's market um we had a little hand drum was that before sergio joined or no no this hand drum wasn't that was after oh kind of after i guess you and me had it's like in the beginning yeah in the beginning um because Dave and I were just doing the songs, just the two of us, and maybe that's where I've seen you before. Yeah, maybe, maybe so at the farmers market, I just spent playing a these lot super of time there. We miss mm-hmm. it every Saturday. Mm-hmm. We'd get up and go watch the dogs and dog parade. Yeah. <laughs> see which ones were assholes and which ones were nice. Like, how many fights are we going to see today? Mm. Well, it's like Spear Machines isn't the most lucrative as far as the the farmers market goes. Um, because people want to be like happy and not, you know, not think about their. Well, I don't understand why all the musical artists that they have come play at the farmers market all look like bums. Because I think that's what like <laughs> I didn't really help that. Like, <laughs> like legit, it's like every time I see one, I'm like, oh, that dude looks homeless. Like he doesn't look completely disheveled, but he totally looks homeless. Like people actually. Are you have... talking about the busker? I'm talking about all of them. Even like the kids that like play violin or cello, they look homeless too. And like that's what people think when they go to Pioneer Park and they're like, "Oh, there's homeless people playing music for money on the corner." Oh, that's real. But that's not actually what's going Whoa. on. Like the mar- the market, they, the Downtown Alliance actually. Tells them to come here and hires them to play, but they well, all end up looking homeless. Well, it used to be a free-for-all where you could just go and be wherever you want, and then they curtailed it as, like, we're going to actually have a very limited spot in. Um, Maybe you're thinking about the past, because I, I know the, like, you know, there's the old dude, there's, some- there's Caitlin Finley, uh, and then there's the kid, and then oh, there's-, there's... there's a dude without shoes, that guy, the overalls dude. Oh, I don't with know. With the steel that guy. face guitar. Oh, that's because... Maybe you're never there buying veggies. Is the, is the, <laughs> do you guys know if the Perpetual Sadness plays there ever? They do. They do. Um, Not Kate, them. Just her. Yeah, just her. <laughs> Not Nick. I just want the Perpetual Sadness. Oh, yeah. Isn't That's it Caitlin fuck, Finley. Yeah. Isn't it fucked uh, up that he funny. named her that? <laughs> I didn't realize that, but now I do. Because it's That's Nick Passy and the Perpetual Sadness. And True. She's the only, she's the only one there. there. Yeah. So, 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 so we didn't even know her no. name. We know her as the Perpetual Sadness. Yeah. She was a 
originally we did the Zober music video on, like at least twice, and she originally was in the the video, but didn't end up being in it like in the end. Speaking of that video, where did you shoot it? Where did you film it? It was in Idaho. I, I believe the same town as Napoleon Dynamite was shot in in Preston, Preston. Idaho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the outskirts. So my. Not this has anything to do with anything, but my cousins went to that high school. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, there's a sugar beet factory, a uh, defunct sugar oh, beet yeah. factory. I know exactly mm-hmm. what it is. That's what because I saw the video, I'm like, that looks familiar, but I couldn't place it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. I know that. I know it. Yeah, a lot of people thought that it was here in Salt Lake, and uh, yeah, that's up there. We drove up there for like you know a two hour drive, and right before COVID hit. And luckily so, because everyone was in front of their computers, including Adam Jones from Tool. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so what happened? What happened with this video? So you guys shoot this music video for one of your mm-hmm. songs. So mm-hmm. we, we were trying to shoot it. It just wasn't working out. And then we, we I don't know, maybe we all knew. I think we all did know that things were about to change. Uh, it was like March 20th or something like that. Um, and we, we went up there. We shot it. And we released the record like February, I mean, uh, April 2nd, which is called Feel Again, which is on all streaming things. And then like a few weeks later, we put out the, the music video for Zober. Um, and like the record release was going well, but then when Zober hit, it just, you know, it took us to a different level. And then a, two months later, I don't even, we were just like chilling talking on our our facebook messenger and all of a sudden mike sent us a you know the the post a picture of the post and tool had shared it which i mean we obviously wanted to happen like that was that's not like like we like you make the video so it can get attention right um you don't just like cover a song yes but you always hope that you will be called tasty (laughs) by tool yeah (laughs) which is shocking because i don't know if we thought that that song was tasty if we were tool if we were tool i don't know if we thought that song was tasty but i think it is tasty so as as musicians everybody i feel that certain people can hear the connection between songs Mm. you know occasionally like there's a Bruno Mars song that sounds exactly like a Sting song. Oh, interesting. Vanilla um, Ice sounds a whole... Vanilla Ice. <laughs> Anyways, I did, was it a collective thing that you guys had... These songs were in your ears and you were like, let's just mash this up. It's Pepper and Dave, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I'm a big Tool fan. And, uh, you know, I'm Dave's from Boston. And so I've been consistently, like, tell, letting them know what salt, the Salt Lake scene is like. Telling them about, you know, the people leaving the church and getting angry. And, and this kind of, like, metal sort of under, under the current. And so uh, Dave hates playing covers, though. And so I'm, like, telling... I was trying to get a Tool cover in there. Or I love Zeppelin as well. And, you know, and he's he's just was like we only have so much time in our set and so we had kind of played around with having a mashup because i'd I'd been to lake effect um and they have a a band there like a house band and they just mash up they just flow seamlessly in between all these pop songs he's a country guitar guy so he sings like britney spears in this country (laughs) and then you know into like kanye into like country and so i was like this is this is really working we should do this and Dave, Dave plays the guitar pretty much 24/7 and he's always playing something and you know some sort of rock thing and I don't I don't know what morning it was and it was a, it was a Friday night 
It was a Friday night. Yeah. I don't, I just remember the, the moment when he did it, like, dun, 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 and, and we everyone, just looked at each like other said, and was just like, oh man. Everyone <laughs> just knows. Someone was telling me last week that there's like an interview of Tool talking about Sober and like they knew that it sounds like cashmere. Um, we were just the ones that like actualized it. Um, and there was a band from Massachusetts that I used to book and, they, you know, we looked up, we were like, someone must have done this. And th- the band that I knew was the only band. And I was, so I just was like, obviously it's that we can do this. You know, it's like, you say everyone knows, but sometimes it take, you're just like driving or you have your headphones and you're like, how did I not, how did I not realize that? Like, I just realized that, you know, Warren, Warren G, no. Warren G is, uh, is Michael McDonald. Like, I was like, <laughs> how have I not noticed this before? I always noticed these things. <laughs> so that's really cool that that came together for you guys. Well, Dave really pieced it together yeah. really well. Like, no, 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 she arranged well, it. I didn't. Well, but, but you edited it. I had like yeah. kind of put it in and he, he was definitely take this out. Put like, I really wanted the, the bridge where he's, he talks about the nuclear like wasteland that he sees in this place. And Dave was like too long cut. And, uh, but, but we did have to, um, match the times. We did do a lot of like stitching as far as making, but, but you also have to remember this. We didn't, have a video planned we were just like having fun making a cover to to put in our set to bring people back into the venue after they've left <laughs> people drinking at the bar is gonna love this oh yeah and they did we played did. it we played it at the yes hall and everyone who had left came back in and we were just like venue and it made me sad oh, oh yeah God. that's I'm a miss, sad i'm gonna miss bricks oh yeah. that's, that's where we spent new year's eve actually um we went to, I don't know, we were going to go to another party, but we didn't buy tickets because we we're losers. <laughs> and we ended up walking underneath the overpass being like, well, where can we go? It's midnight. <laughs> you know, we, we did a little, not a shot, but just a fist bump underneath the overpass at midnight. Like it's 2020 now. And we walked by in the venue and, you know, the, the door was open and we went downstairs and everyone, a lot of our friends were there. Mm-hmm. Just, a lot of musicians. Yeah. Yeah. At a, it was where immunity we, were, we were supposed to be. It was where we were supposed to be. And like when you say you went downstairs, you mean you went down into like in the venue, the, the basement in the venue? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Yep. Yeah, that's many good hip hop dance nights down there on that <laughs> fucking floor. I'm sure it was yeah. definitely a pretty, pretty good party. Yeah, we had fun. Yeah, I like that. So, two questions: How would you describe your music style? And then you talk about liking Tool Pepper, and you, Dave, talk about liking metal. I'm going to generalize it. Uh, so, some of your influences, and then how you would describe Spirit Machines. You you talk about Spirit Machines. All right. Um, so recently, we were compared to a genre called uh, Dream Punk, and when they first approached me about playing bass, they're like, "Oh, it's space rock." So I'm pretty sure that we're Dream Punk space rock at the moment. <laughs> with a little metal sprinkled throughout. <laughs> Just a little bump. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're getting a little bit heavier with some of our newer songs, but we also do kind of shave it off here and there with other new songs. So, The most general way to put it would be alternative rock. Uh, I Like I said, I grew up in, in Boston where like radio is... It's just... It's the industry. So, like, 90s rock... 
really the sound came from Massachusetts. I mean, you can argue that, but like the Pixies are from Western Mass, and they came through the airwaves out there. What about Seattle grunge, man? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. <laughs> they have a whole museum like countering your. <laughs> I, know. I know, but the but the the radio in Boston was what dis- determined that that was what was played. That's fair. And when I worked right. for Metallica and Q Prime, like they, the relationship between. But the point is, is that. Um, like we, we have this sound that is really has like a nineties feel to it. Um, but has a lot of like, you know, Sergio's metal, like Salt Lake city metal feel. Uh, Mike has this like emo drumming style, uh, which is where I come from is not, uh, a lot of this is not cool where, I, where I'm from. <laughs> we, we played once in Boston, and uh, I think we blew them away. <laughs> Angrily. Well, well, maybe. People do not like Tool. They do not like Godsmack. Like, all that stuff is below them. But they love Nickelback. And if they tell you they're <laughs> <laughs> shit because they sell out yeah. fucking arenas in a day no, and age where that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, but they all fucking go to Connecticut to see them. Y- yeah, mm. but... <laughs> secretly, the secretly, that, that place is like here is like because if you live outside of the the one twenty eight belt, which is essentially like two fifteen, um, you you might go see Nickelback, but anyone inside, which is like the population of the state, it's just Godsmack. It's the worst thing ever, and you know I don't know. So I came out here, and it's like this stuff is in me, uh, and then the way that they play it, you know, it's it is alternative rock, but. Uh, not the way that Nickelback played it. It's not like <laughs> it's not like Sex Pistols, though. No, no. It has maybe that's the emo uh, um, influence because when we um, when we first uh, jammed with Mike, actually, David just found him at some jazz club, and so I thought he was a jazz drummer, and I was doing kind of like this country pop thing in my own trying to put a band together and so i came and jammed with us on my songs which are like cute kind of country things and it was way too intense the drumming was just like and (laughs) then it wasn't like too you you know what i mean it's just it was just um which i like have to be a rock band if it was gonna be like that which i wanted because the only reason i did country pop is because that's what's so easy when you when you're by yourself and you're cute and smiley like me but i had this like you know i my uncle was a metal drummer and so I have like, you know, like kind of Kiss, Metallica, Dream Theater, Ozzy, you know, Black Sabbath kind of influences. Um, and so it was kind of fun. But then we threw in one, a Spirit Machine song that we'd been kind of jamming in our bedroom. And Mike just was immediately like playing the drums. It just worked. Like the other Being, songs yeah. were, were kind of a struggle to like get it to sound like at least I or she thought it would in, the, in our heads. But then we played Peace and it was just like. Yeah, that's yeah. Let's record that. Yeah, we. That's like that's it. Yeah, and it was just like like I don't I don't know. Mike really adds that that like intensity that brings the feeling. I think um, just as a different because Dave's band Spo is like a super fun '90s rock romp. You know, that's that's his feeling. And um, but but I don't know. Some, something about about the Spirit Machine stuff was a little bit more intense and dark. So I assume you guys all have day jobs of some sort, or is this everyone's full-time gig? 
I have a night job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bartender downtown. A very good one. Well, thank you. You're you're a bouncer for bounce houses. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Since I moved out here, I do many jobs. Uh, dog walker. Yeah, I, I walk a dog. I, I work at the... the slug slinger. Yeah, I, I, all the slugs south of Salt Lake City, that's me. Oh, Utah County, uh, Sandy, Draper. I deliver all those. Um but I, I was a, a promoter, like a rock promoter, for 13 or 14 years. Um, but Will Sartain kind of has the, you know, the, the market on that out here. So I just play in a band. What about you, Mike? Um, you can't I'm, just, like, skip right past yourself. You turned <laughs> from Dave right to Pepper and just, like, skipped yourself. Damn it. <laughs> Mike is a very... His, he's, he has... A lot. He has his fingers in many sinister suits. Yeah. <laughs> Puppet master. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I do marketing, um, advertising, um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, it's a normal day job. I do marketing as well. So yeah, it's. Fr- yeah, it's really important normal. for the band. It, is. it helps us a lot. Yeah, I think because uh, before before Tool shared our video, we already had about a hundred thousand views, and and Mike has been telling us about viral videos. What, what was the video you were trying to make go viral before that? The cowbell one. Oh, I don't know. Mike had a viral video plan. No, plan for a long time. I was not trying to make that go viral. I was just like, <laughs> I was just playing the cowbell, and I just threw it on the internet because I was like, who the fuck knows? Well, he'd been Maybe talking about like viral it. videos. Maybe they'll like it. He'd been talking about viral videos, but he promoted our video really well, and um, just does does that wizardry. We had a lot of sales too before it, it happened. It was things were going well, and then that happened. Yeah, it was kind of icing on the cake, yeah. but. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, we didn't we didn't ever hope for Tool to share it. I, they, yeah. have a, they have a few followers. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're basically playing. the number one band in rock today. It's hard to argue that. Yeah, their album they just definitely, got that Grammy, right? definitely yeah. knocked Taylor Swift off the charts. Yeah, they're the Ooh. only rock band that could do that. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with Tay Tay, y'all. I don't know, <laughs> man. I don't know, man. I love so pepper. <laughs> I like. Um, <laughs> I literally had a dream last night that I had to play in her band. Really? It was it was a nightmare. Look, there's there, there are worse things in life than playing for Tay Tay. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's such a compromise. I wonder how much it pays. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably pretty steady, and it's, it's probably, probably steady. Well. I don't know. You know, well, I, unless you piss her off, right? I actually Toby have... Keith worse. <laughs> Toby Keith. It's just like her first song is I'm going to tell all my friends you're gay. Like, I just. Well, I she, just added, she changed the lyrics retroactively. If you watch that video now, it doesn't say that. She's it, changed. In the live version, She's it does. Changed. She's changed. She's changed. To be fair, that's not her fucking song. She just sings it. Someone else wrote really? it. Really? Yeah, that's not what she says. Really? She says that she writes all her own music. I don't think so. It, yeah, no one thinks so. But if she's going to sit there and say <laughs> that, then she has to stand behind how hateful that is. Well, well it wasn't bad at that time. Well, though. it still was Everyone bad said at that, that time. Well, it's, it's funny. Except it wasn't socially bad at, at that time. <laughs> I really have Taylor Smith to think. For, and for that's getting all that music. matters, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> when, <laughs> to most people, though, it is. <laughs> um, well, it, it is funny because when I, I was coming back from... Um, so I'm a, I'm a chemist, actually. Uh, I graduated from the U of U with a Bachelor of Science in Chemistry in 2011. And I was just... Uh, 
kind of kind of like on the track, you know, to go to to graduate school because that's like what they tell you to do, like go to graduate school. And so, a degree in chemistry on its own is pretty worth. Yeah, you can't do anything. <laughs> like somebody worked at my mom's advertising firm with his degree in chemistry. And now you can grow marijuana. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. It's a it's something it's I'm really interested in. Um, because well, you know I'm a chem- I'm medicinally, yeah, yeah, but but so I I went to graduate school at MIT in Boston, um, and was doing that, but like was having a bad time with it because I was very creative and they didn't like that, and I don't I don't know there there's some other other political issues and all sorts of things, so I I kind of got. Um, left that program and came back to Salt Lake kind of dejected and sad and I was on the airplane and reading about Taylor Swift and like the airplane magazine and I, I had um, I don't listen to a lot of pop music or just a lot of like music in general like I, music is such an active listening for me that I can't just have it on in the background I'm usually really listening but so I was like listening to some Taylor Swift because they had a promotion and I was just like man if this is if this is the pinnacle of songwriting, then I can do this. I was like, I'm gonna get in the game. See, so and... she's a great influence for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like lover, hater. You know, she's doing her thing, a go getter, and I kind of like that. And she's no Nickelback. Um, she definitely changed the game. She's yeah, an influential pop artist. Yeah, and she's she's a you know a woman like there there aren't a lot of women really at the top of the game who aren't aren't like like. I don't know. She's pretty manicured. I've not just Madonna. Yeah. Well, she's not my favorite. She's not my favorite. I thought I could show her up. I thought I could show her up personally. And so I I went back and started writing um, country pop songs, but... Good God. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really like her, actually. So many. I, I hear she writes her own yeah. songs, right? Yeah, she's very creative, too. That's believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Taylor Swift, she seems like she's always chasing after what's what's popular and what's this and that. And she's trying to break free. And who knows? If I if I was put up on that pedestal, I'd, I'd dance like they told me to as Fuck well. you pay me as much as she makes. I'd yeah. Seriously. Uh, exactly. Because exactly. I don't think she's necessarily selling out. No, yeah. no. Well, it's funny. We actually did a No Doubt cover set and so i was researching gwen stefani and we watched behind the music and watched kind of how that went out and it's funny to watch interviews with them i didn't know this but they they put, were a band for five years just like us just like playing the urban lounge or no, wherever no, no, no. they were a band for five years with with her in the band yeah with her in they the were band. A band for 10 years before well that's like that's like signed. the beatles like they yeah. played uh-huh. sh- shitty clubs for yeah. fucking 10 Forever. years yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, but I really like the interviews to show that she she was really serious, like kind of a, a music business person. And uh, um, in any in any case, it's it's just funny to to for this to be happening because everyone feels like I should very much be focused on my PhD, which I'm trying to get at the U now in pharmaceutical chemistry. Um, and so that's that's kind of my day job. It doesn't pay great, but hey. it's a uh, eventually it's flexible. It <laughs> yeah. So yeah. real quick, what are each of your favorite bands? You only got to pick one. You only pick your one. Favorite. Only one. Well, Aerosmith. I'm not into metal. That's that's what I'm saying. It's like I I. I have to be Aerosmith is your favorite band. No, Aerosmith is my oh, favorite okay. band. Yeah, yeah. No, he yeah. said that with conviction. I don't think yeah. it was fucking. Oh, he's in the fan club. He has the fan club special leather jacket. Aww. Yeah. Nice. It's sick. That's it's awesome. Really awesome. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Sergio. Queens of the Stone Age. All right. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Did you see that Christmas special a few years ago? Where they had the ugly sweaters on. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> that anyway. Was, <laughs> yeah. Mike? 
Um, I probably would say Guns N' Roses because I I don't think I would be playing in bands if I didn't like discover their VH1 behind the music when I was younger, and I was like, that's that looks fucking awesome. So I don't listen to them all that much, but they were definitely the most influential for me. So I think I'd say that he definitely has the most Guns N' Roses shirts. He usually has pretty good shirts. I think um, I only have this one though. No, you, you have another one, don't that's you? That's the most out of you ripped. guys, probably. Does I don't anyone, know. I do have another. Does anyone movie. else have a Guns N' Roses shirt? No. no. So it's still the most. You're good. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely have the most shirts in this band. That's for damn sure. Yeah. It's funny. I have a lot of favorite bands. I hate the favorites game, but I would say um, Modest Mouse is a pretty strong influence for me. Love Modest Mouse. I've seen him the most times. Not Taylor Swift. No, I'm not a big fan of Taylor Swift, to be honest. I, though I, I really, you know, as a folk musician, I guess I w- formerly, primarily, I really wanted to like listen and judge the new album, but it's like that still would take so much work. <laughs> it's, it's too hard to judge someone else's album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, that's not the right spirit. I was like, if I listen to it, I'll listen to it. But she did solely write one of the songs on the album, and I do want to hear that song. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh she's like a... Yeah, I think everyone respects her yes. achievements. Not just, those headphones. I was going to ask you. I yeah. mean, they look really good on you, honestly. I think he's Sergio's probably... Sergio's good. Like he's kind of a <laughs> So you guys all have one more question to answer, uh, and then we'll let you plug all your shit. Sweet. Um, so we ask everyone a question similar to this. It's changed a bunch in the last few weeks. But what's the most interesting or unique thing that you've discovered about Utah? In your time here, some of you have spent considerably more than others. Well, I just got back from Lake Powell for my first time, and holy crap, that was definitely life-changing. I had no idea that there was a lake that, if you're in a speedboat, it takes 12 hours to get from one side to the other. (laughs) And me being born near the ocean, water is a big thing for me. So to just go out and play in water all day long. Have you been to Bear Lake? I actually have not. So, Bear Lake has beaches that are like ocean beaches, like nice sandy beaches. Crystal clear, like aqua blue water. It is amazing. All right. I guess Bear Lake is uh, my next stop. A lot (laughs) fucking closer than Lake Powell. And the center of Bear Lake, they don't know how deep it is. They can't. They've never been able to measure the depth. Which is also really freaking cool. (laughs) I can say fucking. It's fucking cool. (laughs) I have a fuck box over here. Uh, Also, um, did you check your undercarriage for invasive mussels? Because that's the one problem with Lake Powell. Oh, yeah. That's a a big problem. No, we we rented a houseboat. No, but you should check your personal undercarriage. (laughs) (laughs) I showered really well. <laughs> Nothing well, that I didn't have before. We've been to talk to you about this. It's the muscles. <sighs> uh, Pepper, what about you, Pepper? Um, you know the most interesting thing. I've been a lot of places. Uh, um, I used to spend summers in in Maryland with my dad's family, and um, I've been, uh, you know, a lot of places. And coming back to Salt Lake, it was funny because. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, believe it or not, like from like the Mormon stock and, uh, the pioneers who came out here, they were like, that's a rugged lifestyle. And so I feel that pioneer, like, or, you know, just intensity and I see it in the people around because it's tough because it's like, you know, we got all the way out here with that pioneer, like, like intense spirit of unknown. And then they told everybody to just stay put and be as controlled and conservative as possible. And, you know, it's, it's kind of, I, I see that, that tension within everybody and it, brings a, a really interesting energy to to 
everything that Salt Lakers and Utahns do because, you know, industry is our motto. And I think I think that we do do that. And I think seeing Salt Lake come up and kind of grow as a city, I think that um, we're we're getting like really hitting our stride in that. I'm really excited to see where Utah is going to go um, in that respect. So I guess just the people and the contradiction <laughs> in identities. Mike or Dave, which one wants to go first? Um, I just like how Utah is like, for me, it's like the perfect environment. Um, I've lived in a lot of different cities um, throughout the U.S. and a few different countries. And um, Utah is just amazing weather, generally, all around. Um, nice people. It's small, but there's still a lot of like activity here. Um, so I just think it's the perfect place that I've been, personally. This is going to seem simple, but the fry sauce. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not just, simple, man. You have to understand that no one does this. Like, oh, this yeah. is not anywhere else. It's so good that <laughs> like so major good. fucking manufacturers have tried to create it and yeah. name it something stupid. And they can't like, do it correctly. Trip. It's just like, like when I came here and had fry sauce, I was just like... I, I want it on absolutely everything, like I, yeah. Cheerios. I want it, I want it on carrots. I just threw up in my mouth. Cake. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you actually ruined fry sauce. No, dude. no, no. It's it's. You should try it. It's no, just no. It, I should mixed in the middle of the green jello with the carrots. Oh, Every, yeah. Everywhere. Oh, funeral potatoes. Jesus. What is? What is this? Delicious. What That's is this? You guys have your own food like categories. It's like it's like a pyramid with like a little like. Kind the Mormon like, food pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, Rice Krispies at the top. And yeah. then sugar. It's sugar, I don't know. Sugar. There's a lot of great things and, and interesting things about Utah. Uh but I I don't know. People have to understand that the fry sauce is is <laughs> great. It's definitely worth trying. Well, yeah. with our fries, because we have that kind of Greek American, like French fry thing going. Like we we were just at in Grantsville for the Incandescence Festival which we we were lucky enough to get on stage for. And um, there's this place called American Burgers. And we were just so hungry. And when we saw that, I was just so stoked because I, I knew the fry sauce and the, the French fries were coming. <laughs> and <laughs> it was exactly what we needed. In reality, though, I love how new this state is. It's, uh, you know, back east, things are like four or five hundred years old. And I walked this dog in Lehigh, and there's this, like, it seems like ancient history, but it's only a 100 years old. There's, this, like, train tracks, and there's a cemetery there, and it just, it seems really creepy, and I don't know, I love that. I love how, like, closely connected to the weird past that we are. Well, our past also has dinosaurs in it. We got a yeah. lot mm. of dinosaur <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah. here in Utah, which yeah, is really yeah. rad. My inner child would be mad if I didn't say something about it. <laughs> <laughs> so where can people find your stuff and, and get your CDs and merchandise and watch your shit? Um, spiritmachinesband.com is a good one. Or uh, our Facebook page, Spirit Machines, or our Instagram, at Spirit Machines. All those are good. We are always communicating through those. Can people buy your products through those? What's the best mm -hmm. place to buy stuff? We have a Facebook store. But, yeah, if you go to spiritmachinesband.com, that's, like, that's kind of the entry point because it just talks about our CD and it really, like, goes into detail about every track and all this stuff. So that's that's a good place if you just want to hear what we're all about. That's a good place to start for sure. And to buy stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Facebook has a store as well, though. Yeah, so. and definitely go there and buy stuff because uh, while these guys all have night or day jobs, as we've talked about, 
like bands are really fucking struggling right now with COVID because you can't perform anywhere. So that's true. All of our shirts are handmade by the lovely Pepper Rose too. So whatever you get is, you know, we touch and and create. Can we request, request a cat print? Cat? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah we do that's on the cat shirt, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I give every shirt a hug when I fold it. I don't oh. think I realized that your last name was Rose, but our dog's middle name is Rose. Oh, that's my, it's my middle name, actually. Mm-hmm. We, and that's why we call her, because there's another Aww. Phoebe, and so we call her Phoebe Rose. Phoebe Rose. It's oh, a good, it's a good middle name. <laughs> I like it. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. It's been a fun chat. Thanks for having, yeah, thanks for having us. us. Thank you very much. Thanks again to our guest, Spirit Machines. Yeah. What? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> She's singing a song. Singing along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Uh, those guys were a joy to talk to. It was uh, a lot of fun. So check them out. They've got samples of all, I think, almost all of their songs. Yeah, I think all of their songs have samples. But just go buy an album. Just go support a local artist. Um, you know, hopefully this, this episode's been about RSL and music. Um, I think we took way too much time on RSL probably, but it's a crazy situation. No, it's probably it's not too much time because it's important to you and it's part of the community. So it's a big part of the, it's a really big part of the community. I, I mean, don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think that, I think there's a lot of people still that don't realize how big soccer's gotten so here. So when they decided to use, cause you got to understand Utah was an early market in MLS. We didn't pay a lot for the franchise here when Dave Checkett started it. Uh, and part of why they wanted to bring soccer here back in 2005. Can you believe it's been that long since since we did our first years. year? Um, so since 2005, when they brought the team here, um, in doing the in bringing the team here, one of the things they looked at is per capita soccer youth. Um, and Salt Lake, even back then, 15 years ago, and that's before all this infrastructure has been put into place, had a big youth soccer participation, which is a big reason why they decided to. Yes, this is a good place to put a team. You can get, you can find a place for a stadium. You can build a stadium. Uh, we can put a team here, uh, and it'll be successful because we have all of this stuff. It's not necessarily that you have stuff feeding the team, but when you have youth that are playing soccer, guess what sport they're interested in watching? Soccer. Uh, and with a professional soccer team here, you know, for as shitty of a person as Deloitte Hansen is, he's done a lot to improve soccer in the state of Utah. Well, and the, the, this morning on the news, um, since I can't watch Fox and I gotta watch Channel 2. You must have dish. I do. Um, they're saying that there really isn't a reason to move it because the infrastructure that he's given yeah, the state they, is... They won't move it. Is major bar league, none. Ma- yeah. Major League Soccer won't let an ownership... Yeah, we have it. we have European teams that come here and, and talk about the, the facilities. The facilities, yeah. So, so anyway, that's enough about RSL, but... Um, it's a it's a big part of the community, so I think you're maybe you're right there, Jess. Um, but really, uh, I wanted to talk about music today, and I think we accomplished that. Uh, and uh, I'm blown away uh, at some of the stuff that those guys have done. We didn't even scratch the surface of where they're actually from and the things that they've done. We're just gonna have to have them back. I really had no idea uh, when I saw them on our schedule, like what to think and listen to their music, and I was like, okay, well. Band people always seem to be great interviews. <laughs> I don't think we've had a bad one yet. So, 
Uh, thanks to them. Uh, go go buy their stuff. Go help out some local artists. Uh, the Perpetual Sadness. Maybe you could send Nick One a message. One of these days we need to interview the Perpetual Sadness. Yeah. Let's not have Nick come, though. Let's just interview her. <laughs> Let's just have Caitlin come and not interview Nick. Or we can have Nick come with her, but Nick can't talk. Like, he just has to sit and listen the whole time. <laughs> we love you, Nick. Uh, we just think it's fucked up that you call your, your bandmate the Perpetual Sadness. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's going to do it. Um, stay safe and stay sane and, um, you know, wear a mask. Um, I don't want to have anything else. We need a nap. We should say where people can find us at New Utah. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) you can, you know how. The new Utah.com, uh, all the places we're at TNU podcast. Uh, and if you want to come on the show, let Jess know. That's how these, uh, that's how the, the spirit machine folks got a hold of us. Um, that's how most people get a hold of us. If you have somebody that you know that's really interesting, contact us. Yeah, if you're a shitbag, don't bother. <laughs>